Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is quite possibly the most unique episode the Neuro Nerds have ever done. We were live and in person at Taft Walk 2022. And with so many amazing survivors there, we thought we would interview as many of them as we could in the most unique way possible. You've heard of speed dating. Well, this is what we like to call speed casting. I was able to interview 13 AVM and aneurysm survivors, loved ones, and caregivers in a few short hours. So let's get into it. Speed casting. Boom! Intro done. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Now, you've heard me say this maybe once or twice. It's a very special episode, not just special, unique episode. I really feel this is the most unique episode we've ever done. So I was able to be at Taft Walk 2022 live and in person, not just be there, but to be, I was able to record my podcast and speak to so many different survivors and caregivers and loved ones. And it was just it was a, a, a just a beautiful experience. And I wanted to be able to connect with and share as many stories as possible. So we came up with the idea of speed casting. It's kind of like speed dating, except I'm doing really quick uh, ninja, quick interviews with survivors and uh, uh, their loved ones and, and some of the most amazing people I have ever met. So I was able to get through 13 survivors, caregivers and loved ones, and each one with a just as equally amazing story as the last. First and foremost, I want to give the biggest thank you to Dina Chan, the head of community of Taft. Dina is just like, I'm speechless. Me, I am speechless with how amazing that woman is. She's become one of my my closest friends. I, I just adore everything about her. She is just, she's everything a normie should be 
for our community. I'm just so thankful that she invited me to this uh, amazing shindig and I was able to record the podcast live there and even speak at some point at the end uh, um, of the walk. It was just, I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm also very thankful to Fred, one of the board members who uh, gave room and board to myself and my significantly better half, Felice. And he, he's just a, a great person. And he's actually going to be one of my speedcast interviews on this episode. Everybody at TAF, they're, they're just phenomenal. And I'm thankful for every single survivor who walked, every normie who walked with them, virtually, people around the world. Just I'm just really thankful for, for everybody who participated in TAF Walk. It's a big deal for our community. It's a big deal to spread awareness. And for all of these survivors to connect with one another and share their stories, it's so, so very important. And without any further ado, let's get into these 13 Speedcast interviews. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's go. We are going to dive right in. We're on location, and I'm here with one of my new good friends. What's up, Randy? How you doing, bud? Well, how are you, Joe? I'm, I'm hanging in there. I, to be honest, sweating like crazy. It's raining outside. It's, just a, little, moved, it's a little humid, yeah. I just <laughs> moved a lot of furniture, <laughs> and, and I'm sweating like crazy. I just met you for the first time a very short few moments ago, it seems like. I would like to ask you, how are you part of this amazing community? Sure. So I suffered a ruptured brain aneurysm on October 1st, 1999. So as a result, uh, I've been involved with other aneurysm foundations mm-hmm. uh, in previous places I've lived. And I found TAF when I moved out here. So part of the larger extended group. Uh, that, that, that's awesome. I, I, I love TAF more so that. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about all these other organizations. I say that because Dina is TAF. And the, Dina's heart is just everything. She's the most spectacular human being I've ever known. I'm assuming you've met Dina before. Once or twice, yeah. It definitely <laughs> started with Lisa Hannigan, I, I think, uh, 15 or 20 years ago. I heard great things about Lisa. Yeah. Unfortunately, Lisa's no longer with us. Yeah. But um, no, definitely a great organization for survivors and caregivers as well. All right. So you're like the Wiley veteran because I had my stroke in 2016. You're like, you're a baby <laughs> in this Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get to the ten year mark, come back and we'll talk. Now. <laughs> so, how did, how did that feel? Was that like a, a, a marker for you? Because I know for me, year one was a blur. It nothing really made sense. It wasn't until like year three, year four, where I was like, oh, okay, I kind of got the hang of this. And each stroke anniversary or anniversary or rebirthday, whatever we want to call it, is it, each one is just as emotional as the last. You think you kind of have a hold of it, but it still becomes like an emotional situation for you. Was like year ten. It's like yeah, I made it or. How did that feel? Actually, I think year 20 was from year 10 to 20. I didn't even think about it. The first year, to your point, definitely it's like, oh, yeah, I made it because you're still doing rehab of some sort. Yeah. And year two still a little blurry, too. I'd say up to year five, it's still sort of right. all, you know, it's moving fast. And then I was I would when I had my aneurysm, I was in college, it ruptured in college. So I did take a year off and then I would hope so. Came, came back, eh, you know, you can't you can't do these things from the NIC. You can't go to college in the NIC. That, but. That's, that's very true. I'm sure there's a few teachers who would be like, you know, maybe I'll just bring you the work. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so, crazy. Wow. Because because that's a really impactful time in life. Right. Just in general, it was like, oh, yeah, you're going through all these changes, trying to figure out what you want to do with your life and whatnot. Right. And then it was just throwing another thing at. But at the same time, it gave me a really good perspective, I think, for the rest of my life, which has yes. sometimes been a blessing. And other times it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you struggle through certain things and then certain things you just kind of brush it off. So right. having that perspective and not being defined by certain things that other people, I think I had a chance to step back and mm-hmm. look at things from a, a larger perspective. And I, I love that. That's the most important thing that I think any of us in the community could have is this new perspective. 
and I know it sucks. Yeah. It's not the best it's thing in the world. It's not a perspective you want. At all. It's not something I'd sign up for. But. At all. You know, but to be part of this incredible community, the dues suck. They're horrible. Once, once you're in here, this is the most accepting, loving, caring community I've ever seen I, or, or just uh, been a part of it. It's been spectacular. But the perspective that I take home every single day is just amazing. You know? Yeah. It's definitely whatever challenge you have, you've been through worse, right? Always. Oh, that's what it always comes back to. So, like, a lot of people, my, myself included, before the brain injury, it's like, this is the worst thing ever. This is the, and, like, life is just so difficult and hard and terrible. And it's like, is it really? Is it? I think that's when, like, the world and the universe was like, oh, you think that's bad? Hold my beer. <laughs> Try this on for size. You know, but I, I, I love the perspective that we have, like, post-brain injury. Because, you know, look, you and I, we came really, really close to not being here. Right. That would be horrible. I don't know what it's like if we didn't i don't know if it's like the lights go out and that's it that's scary that's a possibility i don't yeah. know if it's like where there's another plane of exam i have no idea i know i'm not looking forward to finding out anytime soon i do know that you and i made it we made it here and i think that that is beautiful in and of itself so no matter how chaotic and crazy things get i'm like you know what we're here and you know what's great we met that's amazing randy yeah. like really we just met right now i'm like yeah, yeah you're my people and that's one thing that i will always love about our community we can just meet randomly and immediately you're now part of my family. You're part of my extended family. Exactly. Like we, we Share, kind of shared experiences. Shared traumatic experience. <laughs> I was trying to be more positive, Joe. I was trying to put a positive spin on that, but if, if you want to go negative, we, we can go negative now. Hey, it's the yin and yang of life. <laughs> We're, making that work. We're making that balance. You know, it, it's, it's just such a, a beautiful thing that we can kind of like, let's be honest, we just cut through a lot of the bullshit, right? And we're just like, hey, you survived, I survived, let, let, let's figure out this this path towards living this new existence in life. But I'll share something for the commentators. When Joe and I first met, the first question after, like, when was your aneurysm? When did it rupture? Where was it? How long did you spend in the NICU? How long were you in rehab? Like, these are just, like, flat questions. These are the baselines. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you gotta, to be part of this club, you need answers to these questions. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's, they're not off-putting either. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. You know what? It's actually, it's refreshing. Because when you talk to a normie, that's what I call people without brain injuries. When you talk to a normie, they'll ask very strange questions, like very superficial are you, questions. Are you okay? Yes. <laughs> you know, as opposed to like, oh, when, how, what about rehab? What about the, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, these are the questions that like I want to answer. These are the questions that you should be asking us. And you know what? We don't take offense by any of them. Like if anything, we welcome it. Yeah. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I have a, a question for you because you're the Wiley veteran. If you had something to say to a new survivor, mm -hmm. what would be the, the, the biggest piece of advice that you could give to a brand new survivor? Sure. No, that's a great question, Joe. And I'd say don't look at the perspective right now because wherever you're at currently, it'll definitely get better because you'll learn, you'll learn new tricks, new habits, and you'll adjust. Right. And then definitely find people are supportive as well and keep those people really close. And then the people that aren't supportive... Just kick them out of your life. They got to go. Yeah. yeah. They have to go. I, I say this uh, a lot and I say this and, and really if, if anybody ever listens to anything I say, which I don't know if they do, if they do, it should be this. We all grow. Unfortunately, most of the time we grow apart, you know, that's okay. Mm -hmm. The people who are with you before the brain injury aren't necessarily the ones that are going to be with you. But when you find your community, the people that you find post brain injury, those are the people that are going to be with you the rest of your life. That's like your family. That's yeah. like your new chosen family. And I love that so much. And you're right. It is going to get better. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm a big fan of words. Words are powerful. So it, it, 
whatever you're feeling, whatever negativity it is, it's only a moment in time. It's not permanent. Mm -hmm. It's not. You know, the world is a beautiful place to be. Even today, it's raining like crazy outside, by oh, the way. we need rain. FYI. We need rain. There it is. There's the perspective. <laughs> There's there, a silver lining. We're, we're, fl we're flipping it on its we'll head. Turn those lemons into lemonade. <laughs> we need some vodka. <laughs> some citron vodka you know we we're making some lemon meringue pie absolutely we're we're, we're, we're making it work <laughs> you know so the taff walk randy and i clearly we're not walking we're we're, we're, we're watching right now <laughs> so there are people out there soaking wet you know and i appreciate every i'm not there but i appreciate yeah. them for for for, for doing that so it, it is it is raining so we're not walking but the world needs, you know, California needs the rain. So there, there's the, the the positive side. And you and I get to stay indoors dry, having this amazing conversation and connecting. See, it all worked out the way it was supposed Absol to. Absolutely. There, it was in the cards. We just didn't know it when we woke up this morning, right? That's that's very true. Now, I do I do have a question because you were so young. You were in college. That's crazy. That still blows mm -hmm. my mind. Um, if you had an opportunity to go back and you could just like snap your fingers and like no brain injury, no stroke. Mm -hmm. Would you would you take that? Oh, that's a rough question. Yeah, um, I'd have to think about that one for a while. I think there are certain aspects that I would like about it, and other aspects that you know, obviously, you can't choose the whole thing. Right. So, it definitely brought my family closer together. So, mm, I think I'm appreciative of certain things. And it, to your point, my my tribe got defined for me, and certain people fell out of my life, which is probably for the the betterment in some areas, but then there's other parts that professionally it sets you back, but it gives you a perspective. So on the whole, I don't, I don't, does anybody want something bad to happen to right, them? So, right. Right. It, yeah. I think for the most, for most of us, if we can like leave the deficits behind. Exactly. But keep that perspective. Yeah. That pers this perspective is just, it's incredible. Got like an 80 year old perspective in a, a 20 year, for, no, 40 ish. Right, right, right. right. Person, right? Yeah. Hey, mentally, forever 13 uh, yeah. for me. Anyway. <laughs> Look, I, I just say, like, life is beautiful. I love our community, and I'm just so thankful that you're here. Exactly. And, and that we were able to connect. Like, this, this is beautiful. Like, I love TAF because of this. This is the human component of TAF. All organizations out there, the most important thing are the survivors. Definitely. And, and to Joe's point, if you've had a similar traumatic experiences, whether it be cancer, whatever, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff out there that people have done. Definitely try to find a support group and yes. help you through it because they can give you tips and tricks and they can, they understand kind of like what Joe and I just spoke about. The, you understand where you're coming from and what you're going through and it helps a lot and both the ongoing recovery. They so. fill in the gaps, Yeah, you know, because we don't know, we, we have to talk to one another. Know. Like yeah. we have to talk to one another because no matter, you've been at it, you're the veteran. I'm sure I can learn so much from your recovery. And I'm mm -hmm. sure there's a couple of things in my recovery that'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like we fill in gaps. Exactly. Like the recovery is a puzzle. And every single survivor you speak to has a piece of that puzzle, you know? Yeah, it's definitely trial and error. So those people can there's help a lot you of, with the less, less of the, uh, the a, error. There's yeah. a lot of error too. <laughs> there's definitely. so much <laughs> error. I, I remember like I always like to talk embarrassing moments. One of my most embarrassing moments is early on I had to use a cane. I didn't want to use the cane until I realized I need this cane. The first time I was left to my own devices, I was like, I'm not going to use this thing. And I fell so bad. Yeah. Like I fell. I was like the old lady in the commercial. I fall and I can't get up. That was me. But that gave me the perspective. It gave me the understanding that, no, no, I need this. I need this. And it helped get my mind right. I, I, I wish I could tell young Joe back six years ago, Joe, don't fight it. Just accept it. It's going to be okay. You can work towards this thing. But right here and now, you need this. Exactly. Life adv advice here. It might be embarrassing to you in the moment, but 
five, ten days from now, nobody's going to remember it. So it's, you know it's going to be like you just described life. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's embarrassing now, but you know, also it's just a moment in time. Yeah, that's all it is. You know, people are like, oh, pe- people forget. People don't care. Not just not only that people forget, people don't care. People are so caught up in their own lives. They don't really they're not paying attention to you, really. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as we think people are watching, people aren't watching. They yeah, really they're care. going 100 miles an hour. And you're just the, the car on the side of the road. Yeah. Even even you, whoever's listening to this, you'll like pay attention to somebody. Do you does that stick with you the rest of the day? I'm pretty sure once you see something shiny, it's gone. <laughs> and if you have a brain injury, <laughs> it's less. We, we forget things all the time. Uh, our half life is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is awesome. Randy, I, I, I think you're amazing. I really look forward to um, actually doing a longer version of this. This is what we're calling speed casting, which I don't know if that's going to stick. Uh, I don't I know don't, if I love that. Speed dating hasn't worked out so well for me in the past. So, you know, <laughs> Have you tried speed dating? Oh, it's it's That sounds horrible. It, it depends on the right person. Like if you, the right person's on the other side, it's right. fun. If the other person, you're you're kind of glad that's over in five minutes, right? Yeah, it's you're like, just like, hey, this is the longest yeah. five minutes ever. How is this five minutes lasting three and a half hours? This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Randy, you're a rock star. I appreciate you, and I'm so thankful that you're here. Cool. Thanks, Joe. Take it easy. So I'm diving straight in. Okay, well, I'm here. I've already dove. With me on a very comfortable couch, oddly. In a very, very warm room. It is, isn't it? And it, You know what? At least it's humid. It's, it's got that going for it, too. It's so, a Taff Walk and Weight Loss Program. <laughs> so with me is my new dear friend, Fred. Hello. What's up, Fred? How you doing, bud? I'm doing really, really well. We've got the we've got things set up here for the walk, and yeah. it's all good. You just so happen to be affiliated with Taft. Do you mind telling the people in, in what way? I am on the board of directors and have been since day one, apparently. That's awesome. Yeah. That really is. Like, Taft, to me, is on another level. I really do. And it's because of this. It's because of this human contact. It's because you're, like, a real person who has real conversations with people, and people aren't just numbers, and your Taft isn't just an entity. It's an actual experience. After brain injury, it's common to feel like life as you knew it is gone forever. You may not be sure how to move forward and regain a sense of control and purpose, but there is hope. You can absolutely start living a meaningful and purpose-driven life after brain injury. It just might look a little different than it did before. That's where Rocky Recovery comes in. It's a step-by-step program designed specifically for brain injury survivors who want to start living their best life again. I'll help you set goals that are meaningful, attainable, and give you purpose post-brain injury so you can focus on recovery and start enjoying life once again. If you're ready to start living your best life after brain injury, enroll in Rock Your Recovery today at goals.usorock.coach. Now let's go rock your recovery together. Oh yeah, well this like and this thing we're doing today is that this is like we get, we're getting the club together today, the gang. This right. is This is... It's so this lady that just walked in. I see her once a year. I know she is, and I know her once a year. And it's from this thing. There are all these people that gather for this event, and there's so many hugs that are going to get thrown around this room today from people that see each other once a year, or get involved in the um, in the um, um, there we go had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> get get involved in the uh, support group. Right. Yeah. Well, and that leads in perfectly. To this next question. What are the odds of that? How are you part of this brain injury community? Aside of the fact that you're tapped, you're actually part of our community. 
I am. I'm one of us. Um, one had, of us. One <laughs> of us. <laughs> I had a. I had the the classic workout. Woke up with the uh, worst headache of my life. I almost said hangover. Woke up with the worst <laughs> headache of my life on October fifteenth, uh, two thousand four. Was lying in bed, sound asleep, all well with the world, and woke up. You've had a, a brain freeze before, right? You know, yeah, when oh, you drink some cold yeah, too quickly. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It was one of those, but it wouldn't stop. Got up, went into the bathroom, took some Tylenol, mm-hmm. which I can tell you doesn't get it done for a brain aneurysm. I shouldn't be so glib about this, but... but <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. And, and came back, sat on the corner of the bed, ended up on the floor, and my uh, girlfriend was curious as to what I was doing on the floor and why mm. I was sitting on the floor at 4 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't see very well. Mm. I told her everything was fine, and then she goes, "Of course, she, of course, you did." And then she came walking around in front of me, and she goes, "You can't really see me, can you?" And I, I couldn't see that well at all. And you're like, "Damn it, you're astute." <laughs> <laughs> so into the car and off to the hospital, yeah. off to Marin General Hospital, where I ended up spending the day. Yeah, it was probably not in your plans. No, I had plans on that day, and they didn't include something an event that was going to alter the course of my life. Right, and not necessarily doesn't have to be in the worst way. It's it's a strange thing to say because there I we spoke of this earlier that mm-hmm. there, there are deficits that have come along with this, but I wouldn't. This I apologize in advance for saying this. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade that day in for all the days I got after. You know, it's so it's refreshing to hear, and there yeah. are so many people that don't understand why. This is going to sound cliche, but it. The first, you know, two or three months after it, uh, was, I was very, the universe was a disorienting place right. It was me. a blur. It was a blur. I didn't know what I could do, what I could not do. I played guitar since I was 12 years old, which is getting to be quite a while ago now. Right. <laughs> it's one of the first things I did when I got home was picked up a guitar and started trying to play. And my playing over the course of a year working on it changed completely. Which I have to say, this is sidebar, right. but I have to say my friends appreciated very much. They were they were like, Fred, we're really sorry that this happened to you, but it totally works for the music. If you live in service to music, which I kind of do, <laughs> the, uh, maybe maybe that was the reason for it. Right. I think music was like, you know what? We need to ease back a little bit. We need to shift things for you, for the for the sake of the music. Right, exactly. We need to slow you down. We need you to be a little bit more melodic. My being more melodic mm-hmm. is a really is like the perfect metaphor for how my life is. It's more melodic. Right. It is. It's 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 prettier and it's smoother and it's less abrupt. And my reactions to things are not. This is not true all the time. I mean, I'm. it's not like I turned into the Dalai Lama or something like that. It was an people, improvement. It was a vast improvement. <laughs> like, people cut me off on the freeway. I still get terse. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't. I figure that they didn't leave their house in the morning with me, and I'm going to get that guy in that Tiguan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you have the perspective that I wish more of us had. Yeah, this happened. It sucked. But you know what? It shifted. It happened for a reason, whatever that is. You could be bitter and angry about it, or you could just be accepting and say, hey, you know, I now see life for what it is. Beautiful. Like, yeah. it really is. We could easily not be here, but we're here. Yeah. And we made it. So what are we going to do? Are we bitter and angry? I don't want to waste any more of it. 
And here's what's beautiful. The connection that you and I have, like, immediately just off of a brain injury. Right. Aside of the fact that, you know, we have similar sense of humor. You know. Yeah. Real, recognize real. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, a connection in the people in our community that's, like, it's it's unparalleled in, in, in anywhere. There's nothing that compares to connecting with another brain injury survivor. And there's nothing I think that's more important that can happen in our community. Yeah. When did you first start connecting with other survivors after your brain injury? As quickly as possible, actually. The first time after I was out of the hospital that I saw my surgeon, Michael Lawton, Dr. Lawton, who's a prince of a guy, was uh, was a post-op um, um, uh, appointment, obviously. He asked me how I was doing mm-hmm. and, you know, what I needed. And there was two things, and I thought, we talked about this, but I told him I, my mind wants to know what happened to my brain because I divided the two. It's kind of like I was I, I didn't have a way of to objectify what had happened. Right. And my my brain wanted to objectify it. Right. Which is not a you can't it's not possible to do that or I, I'm un, incapable of doing it. Right. All I'm capable of doing is is surviving, surviving <laughs> and appreciating the results. Right. You know, it's like my birthday is June 25th, but I've got another one now, too. It's October 15th. It's your rebirthday. It's my rebirthday. Yeah. Yeah, so what we could do right now is circle back around to the question that you originally asked me because I let that one fly right out of the ether. <laughs> so when I'm, you first started connecting with other survivors. Oh, I told Dr. Lawton that I was really keen, like hungry, to get in contact with other survivors. Yeah. I wanted to talk to other survivors more than anything. I really did. I, was, right. I mean, I was super serious about it. And, and as it turned out, a survivors group, support group, had been put in place over at UCSF, which I'm not certain, and I want to say don't quote me on this, but I'm being quoted. Um, <laughs> I don't know that when, I, I believe the support group existed before um, TAF became what it's grown into now. Right. The the foundation actually existed um, previously, but we partnered in with an, an existing foundation that mm-hmm. uh, um, the Kate's family, um, your grand people, had started after uh, uh, Mrs. Kate's had had her, Roberta had had her, uh, her aneurysm. So at any rate, yeah, I was hungry for it. And I still am hungry for it. Right. I like talking to people who've had who've had this similar experience because it's it's a life-altering, unique experience that only we understand what it's like. Well, there's there are so, there's so many things that have been written. I don't know how many books I've read about aneurysms. I'm right. not talking about textbooks and things I would right, right, right. experiences like a dog watching TV. But there was one this one book that I read that was titled "When Light Hits Your Brain." Mm. That there was, there's some sort of, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but mm-hmm. that there is some sort of uh, biochemical. It's like our bodies aren't made, like your heart's not supposed to experience light. Right. Your brain's not to, supposed to experience light. It's, it's. Um, I guess if your brain is got light on it, it's probably a bad sign for your brain. You know, right? I, I'm, I'm talking about like going prehistoric now. Right. I'm sure if light hits your brain, it meant a rock just hit your head prior to that. Not necessarily club. the best thing in the world. Probably not a not a good ride. No. At any rate, yeah, I've 
I enjoy this event and enjoy the support group so much because it's like you said, there's, there is a, a, a community and a communality that you can't get other places. Anywhere. This, these normies, these normies out here, <laughs> all these normies, they don't get it. They don't understand. It, it, it's really, it's you find your people. You find your tribe. And like our tribe is the best, it, it's the best community in the world. It's the most understanding and caring community. I love it. I, as do I. And, and there's also, I mean, there are, there's us. Mm -hmm. It's people that survived. And there's all sorts of variations of beautiful people. The, there are. The, the, the brain injured adjacents. Yeah. I mean, there's people that got, that in terms of deficits, got dodged all sorts of stuff. Right. Which I did. Yeah. And then there's also, and I have such an affinity and so much love for people that have, that are showed up who are the support people. Love it. Love them. They're just as important. And they also need just as much support as we do. They, Absolutely. They need that connection with other caregivers and support givers yeah. that, as we do as survivors connecting with one another. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, I know that uh, after I had, I had two uh, bleeds, I had two aneurysms and then a third one that uh, they found on the way out, which was fine. They clipped mm -hmm. it, but it was just sitting there doing nothing. Um, that lazy aneurysm. That Jeez. lazy aneurysm. Darn thing. But when I got home and when I spoke with people after the fact, nobody really knew how to talk to me. No. They didn't know. They. It, it was awkward, if anything. Do you hear what song just came on? Yeah. <laughs> just in case you can't hear it, folks, all you need is love just came on by the Beatles. You know what? And that's My, all we needed. All we needed is love from yeah. our community. This and that is, connection. I can't believe this just happened. But how beautiful is that? I know. The universe is a beautiful place, isn't it? It's, I, this is just, I got goosebumps right now. This is too much. It's written. I did, I did the, not plan this. This is my iPod and I did not plan this. Absolute stars yeah. that that timing hit. We're talking about connection and yeah. things that we needed. And what did you need? You just needed love. You yeah. just needed love from, and the support from the brain injury community. You know, what was a lot mm -hmm. easier to access for me was that capacity to be, God, I don't know, more caring, certainly more accepting. That's what I'm looking for. Right. Of, of people and places, because there's really not much I could do to, uh, just so everybody knows that Joe's head's bobbing back and forth right <laughs> it's now. It's a great song. It's all he can do. He's doing everything he can to not start singing right now. <laughs> we, we can't afford that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Look, it, it really is. Love is all you need. This connection, I believe, is all you need. Connecting with other survivors to me brings hope. And yeah. I've said this forever. When you have hope, you have everything that you need. And it, this song is so fucking fitting. Yeah. It really is. Like it's this is just such a beautiful moment in time. And I, I am really, really happy that I was able to make it out here. Yeah. That we were able to connect. Because now yeah. you're like your extended family. Like that that's just, that's just what this is. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy my company because like you are gonna be sick of me. <laughs> we got yeah. We we met last night at uh well, I can tell the folks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Joe and his incredibly unbelievably wonderful partner, Felice, came over and spent the night at my house last night coming up from Los Angeles up here to San Francisco where we are now to uh, participate in the walk and do their podcast and we had, it was like I opened the door and it was like my brother and my sister came walking in <laughs> except except I really get along with these people <laughs> this is what's beautiful about Chosen Family we get to choose that it's not yeah. people that we're stuck with yeah I, I kind of describe Chosen Family as you know when you're a kid and your parents buy you clothes 
this is what you're going to wear. I don't like that, but that's what you're going to wear. Right. When you're able to choose your own clothes and pay for your own clothes, those clothes mean everything to you. Yeah. Just like your friends and, and your extended family. I chose you. That means more to me than my actual blood relatives because those were they were given to me. You love them. You don't necessarily have to like them. That is correct. With your chosen family, yes. you love and you like them. Oh, yeah. That's why our chosen family means uh, everything to us. Just like this community me, means everything to me. Yeah. You know, like Dina. Damn it, Dina. Is she like, you know, let me know that I'm a servant to this community because I want to serve our community because our community deserves it. We That's need this. what Dina is all about. She is. It's annoying. I, I've said I've said this in the last 48 hours. I, I don't know if you spoke with the, the other gentleman that was here a couple mm-hmm. of minutes ago about what's happening, about why it is we are where we are right now right? in terms of the weather. Because Dina doesn't control the weather for some reason. I know, which pisses me off. Step up your game, Dina. There's, there is, we're, we're in San Francisco on a rainy day in September, and we uh, had to move the Aneurysm Foundation walk. 5K walk has gone from being outside to a 20 or 4,500 square foot room in yeah. the back of the sports basement, which is an insane sporting goods store <laughs> right. in, in the marina in San Francisco. And here come actually all the people that I think were going out for the 5K walk are yeah. on their way here right now. Yeah, pe- people are soaking wet, dragging things in. And but with great and, and and soaking wet, dragging things in. And here comes Dina, I Whoa. think. Is it? It the rock star like, herself, yeah, yeah, is it is. Dina? You know what it is? Her her ears were burning because we were talking about her. Dina, right? Oh, at you, this mo- you you hear that noise in the background? That's yeah. Dina. She likes to make an entrance. <laughs> Ow! Oh my God, I don't even know what to say right now. She's total, complete, sheer force of nature. Just came blasting through the 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 lights. Just dimmed in the room when she came in. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't even think she got wet outside. I think like the rain avoided her because she has that aura. I think you might her. be right. Poor <laughs> Tina. <laughs> Dina, I love you. We 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 absolutely uh, uh, adore Dina over here. Psychopath, lunatic, incredible human being. All doing, all knowing, all being, all seeing. Really? Somehow, right now, I think she's floating. It's pretty crazy. I don't. She's gotten. She's she's moved. She's gone from having our walk, which was out of Chrissy Field. For those of you who don't know, it's right as part of the Presidio. It's right on the bay looking at the Golden Gate Bridge. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, we've gone from from having our annual walk out there to to moving indoors, but we were still going to have the walk. Right. It was still staged out there for the walk, and then a squall went through and started blowing everything around the parking lot. Yeah, apparently into the water. Into the, Oh, is that right? Yeah, apparently a tent ended up, I think, in the water. Wow. So That big old thing out there, that bay. Alcatraz, yeah, that, that's why we that? have the arch inside now. That's so Good interesting. Times. I didn't know stuff you, ended up in the bay. You know, <laughs> when you're from where we're from, we make do. We do make That's do. what it is. No matter what what's happening, life's throwing lemons at us, and we're making lemon meringue pie. We're making citron vodka. You name it, <laughs> we're making it work because that's what we do in our community. You have done that. You've done a, a, our community a huge service, and as one brain injury survivor to another, I, I thank you for that, and I thank you for the community that you've helped create. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, you're, you're uh, allowing Dina to be as amazing as she is, that is Wow. I'm I'm allowing her to do that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Boy, I tell I, you actually, what. You know what? I don't think anybody I don't really think, had a, I, I don't had know a if choice. Dina gets how big that is of me. 
to do that, to allow her to be of service like that. It, 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 when it comes to Dina and service, I'm pretty sure there's nothing that can stop that woman from serving. Oh, no, yeah, ever. she's absolutely, it's like standing on train tracks. You get, your best bet is to get off the tracks. Seriously, time. if not, you're going to get run over. Yeah. You Dina's. know, and I've been run over at least three times today. I was just trying to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What are you doing for me at this particular moment? So, Fred, th- th- this is our speed casting. Um, yes. I'd absolutely love to have a, uh, a full episode with you because I think you're fascinating. I really do. I love your story. I love your energy. And we vibe like crazy. Let's just be honest here. Seriously, yeah. You know, there are some people we get along with naturally. It's just like, oh, your survivor's cool. Yeah. And we vibe on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're part of the cool, cool kids club. Part of the uh, completely out there. Probably we're living at 2,000 feet to begin with. <laughs> with the, trying to take the wide view. Although I've been told that I need to keep my feet a little bit firmer on the ground. Nah, nah. You need to keep one foot on the ground. Head in the clouds, one foot on the ground. Perfect. Yeah, well, I'm taking that. I'm I'm using that. That's that that that's all we need. All, on top of that, all what else do we need? All we need is love. And I need one of those neuro nerd shirts. Boom. Hashtag stroke survivor. <laughs> well, Fred, you're a rock star. I appreciate the the absolute, watch your language, kids. The absolute fuck out of you. I really do. It's amazing. God, I can't believe we could swear on this thing. I've been so good. Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> and with me on this really awkward way of interviewing people is my new brand new friend, Wade. And Wade just so happens to be a... Neurointensivist. Now, how cool does that sound? I actually just told Wade how I haven't had the best luck in speaking to neurologists or neurosurgeons because most of them are slightly socially awkward. Wade, on the other hand, he's changed my entire view of that because you're one of the most articulate people I've ever met. (laughs) Uh, You're making that up. But no, we're nerds, actually. And I think, you know, the fact that you use that in your podcast Mm -hmm. just makes me feel warm and fuzzy all over. Oh, yeah. It's a good time to be a nerd. So let me ask you a question. What drew you to the neural fields? I'm an electrical engineer by training. Uh, I love computers. I love the idea of being able to model what the human brain does by computational processes. Mm -hmm. Very naively, that that's a very difficult thing to do. And then I got into neurology and I started seeing plumbing problems, blood vessels that get blocked. And I've spent my career finding ways to open up blood vessels very quickly to help save the brain of a person who's having a stroke. That is fascinating. That really just blew my mind. That really is. And you're, you work with TAF, correct? I'm the, currently the president of TAF. Um, right. I started... Well, hey now. Hey, hey, I founded the Aneurysm Foundation in San Francisco many years ago right. uh, with uh, Walter Cates and his wife, Roberta. And then shortly after that, we merged with the AVM Foundation. So we're the Aneurysm AVM Foundation, which does not have a large following nationally because these diseases are infrequent, but they're so impactful on people. To have an advocate for these families and these patients is, I think, close to our hearts. It it, it really is. That's the one thing that I keep saying about TAP. It's the connection with the community, with the people. I kept on hearing, TAF is amazing, TAF is everything. And I never understood why. Once I started talking to Dina, I was like, oh, I understand why. It's that that human touch, it's that human connection that is just bypassed with so many other organizations and, and people. I think that's what separates TAF from everybody else, is that human connection. As the other side of this community, do you see the impact that that connection, that human person-to-person connection has had on survivors' recoveries? There's no question 
every disease is very different or, or the disease processes are similar, but the way that they manifest in people is quite variable. Right. You need support groups for people to say, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's not exactly what happened to me, but this is what happened. And somebody else will say, oh, well, that's what happened to me. And after a while, you get everybody talking about the fact that the brain is resilient and it can recover. Mm -hmm. And also incredibly important is if you have faith that you're going to get better, you're going to improve. And so if you lose that sense that you mm -hmm. might become depressed or you might be despondent that something bad has happened to you, right. having those other individuals there to help you along just makes all the difference. I love that and I agree 100%. There's nothing like connecting with another survivor. There's a certain feel, there's a certain sense of normalcy that we have. There's nothing like living through with a brain injury. There's nothing. Now, I say this, you are the expert at working on the brain, of going to school and understanding how all this works. I'm the expert at having a brain injury. And I love the fact that we can just have this casual conversation and you know, a respectful, uh, uh, it's on both sides. You know, We have to be able to work together. Because I remember early in recovery, one of the doctors I was speaking to, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling a certain way, whatever it was. And he literally, he was looking at a piece of paper and he said, well, Hey, you shouldn't be feeling that. And I'm like, that's great that it says that. I am feeling this way. So, like, where do we go from here? Like, I really feel that there has to be um, a lot more of this, a lot more that we have to uh, speak as, you know, doctor and patient, you know, as per from person to person, because I think that's the only way we're going to get to, like, the next side. If you had any advice to give to any survivor, especially early in recovery, what would that be? Well, actually, a little bit of advice to fellow physicians oh, is that is, is exactly what you said. It's a privilege to practice medicine. We've all worked hard to learn how to do these things, but one of the key features of being a good doctor is that you're a good communicator. Right. And whatever the patient says they're experiencing is what they're experiencing. You know? It's like, wild. okay, maybe it doesn't fit into a particular mold, but listening is a way to adjust the medical treatment to the individual. Almost all doctors know that, and some are better at it than others. But from the patient perspective, tell people what your problems are. Mm -hmm. It's not, you shouldn't view it as, oh, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm hassling you by telling you this. Yes. You know? Be objective about your symptoms and write them down mm -hmm. so that when you get in front of them, if you feel a little intimidated, you can go through your list. Right. That's it's great. And then the advent of video visits has really helped everybody. Yes. To drive. 400 miles. You're comfortable in your own home. You're comfortable in your own home. You have more time to talk. You're more efficient. We like the fact that video visits have been able to now come to patients' homes. Right. It's really improved medical care. That, 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 that's amazing. I love that so much. Wade, I, I'm so thankful for everything you do for our community. I, I really am. And I'm so thankful that, that you came on the, the, the what, what is it? Speedcasting. This is speedcasting right now. That's got to be a better name. This is what we're going with right now. So speedcasting, this has been great. It, it, it's been a pleasure, and I would love to pick your brain again uh, at some point. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. And also what you do by showing how well people can recover mm -hmm. after going through something which is life-threatening is the stimulus for other individuals to look up to and say, you can do this. So thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much, Wade. Appreciate you. So I'm speaking here with my new dear friend, Michelle. What's up, Michelle? How are we doing today? Awesome. Okay, so I ask you the same question I ask everybody. How are you part of this amazing community? I was introduced by my mom 
who f fell in love with Dina. I guess that's just a little weird to say. You no, know, it's not weird to say. <laughs> Dina is absolutely incredible. She is uh, uh, an amazing... I met her for the first time in person. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like five hours ago. No way. We've been really, really cool. We've become really, really good friends, but we first met in person. She's like a real person, too. She's yeah. not just an entity. She's like real people. Oh, yeah. I love Dina. She's amazing. And you had your brain injury two years ago, correct? Yes, correct. And how old are you? I am 19. So you were a baby. You were basically a child. And you had an AVM rupture or? Yes, a rupture. Okay. Now walk me through what happened that day that you had to rupture. So it was, it was August 4th and I was hanging out with my friends. It was like during the pandemic. So I was in the backyard of my best friend's house and we were like having a dinner and we were eating Chick-fil-A. You know, a healthy food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Then we were having store-bought cookies and I was eating a cookie at the moment and all of a sudden I was just losing feeling of my mouth and I knew something was wrong when I just couldn't swallow the cookie anymore. I was looking at my friends and I was telling them something was wrong and they thought I was joking and they thought I was kidding around because that's what friends do. Right. But then I started crying and I don't cry in front of my friends. Then I just, I said, no, like, I'm not joking anymore. Like, I wasn't joking. Please get help. Call 911. Wow. I, I need, and I need the doctors. I need help. And then that's when they start taking me serious, when I start crying for help. And, and then they got their parents. And, and then that's. Um, where it gets a little bit foggy. Right. I do remember them like clearing the area around me. And then I was like getting like really shaky because I right. was scared. They were like wrapping blankets around me. My one friend, Jalen, he's really smart. Mm -hmm. He, he was like, oh, are you, are you losing feeling? Like, he, I think he kind of knows the science of stroke. Oh, wow. What a good kid. So he was like, uh, can you raise your arm for me? Uh, yeah. And so he was like, raise your other arm. And obviously it didn't go anywhere. Right. So that's, I think that's when he kind of got the hint. Like I was having a stroke. That's a bit. What was your friend's name? Jalen. Jalen, you're a rock star. What an amazing kid. That's awesome. Yeah. Then the ambulance came mm -hmm. and I go to Einstein Hospital. It's like a local hospital near me. Right. And... I think that's where they diagnosed me with mm -hmm. the AVM, but they couldn't operate on me. Um, I guess they don't have the equipment and the doctors. Right, you had too. to go to a different. You had to, so you had to go to a complete separate hospital to have an operation. Yes. Oh my gosh. They had to fly me in a helicopter. Do you remember this? No, I think that's what my parents told me. Right. The ambulance part, I don't remember, mm -hmm. and the whole like being transferred, I was already passed out. Right. I, this is basically just from my, like, hearing it through my parents right. and them telling me I had to be transferred to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And that's where, like, the craniotomy and the embolization and the craniectomy happened. You, you, had, you had the works. 
Yeah. You you went in. Now, from the moment you had you started to show signs and you were asking for help to when, what's the next moment where you were like, oh, I'm I now remember because you don't remember the hospital, you don't remember the. I'm assuming you wouldn't remember the surgery. Oh no. When did things start coming back? Was it a month later? Was it at home? Were you at the hospital when some of this like the memories start coming back? I believe it was about two weeks later. I want to say it was two weeks later. I was in the hospital bed and there were like all these wires connected to me. And it's, I think it was like the heart monitor and it kept getting disconnected. So it's like all this loud beeping and it was irritating me. And so then I, I was woken up by it. Right. And then I remember like, my mom was like, oh, you're okay, you're okay. And they're like, oh, she's waking up, she's waking up. Yeah, she's waking up out of annoyance. <laughs> like, I had a brain injury. Can we, like, please turn the volume down on this thing? That's hilarious. Yeah. So how's your recovery been? It's been actually going really well. Good. If I had to estimate, I would say, like, I'm about, like, 85%. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah, good. Hey, yeah. okay, it's better than eight to five percent. So much better oh, than yes, that. Yes. <laughs> so if you had an opportunity to talk to a new survivor, what advice would you give the new survivor? Um, I would say like don't listen to like everything that the doctor says. They don't exactly know everything because it's whatever it's like whatever you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, whatever you want to achieve, like, you can do it. Absolutely. The mind is powerful. Oh, like yeah. It's crazy. And, again, doctors, they are experts at going to school and reading about the things that happen to us. You and I, we're experts at living with a brain injury. So we're the experts. We have to work together with, with the doctors, but we don't have to just say, oh, what you just said, That's yeah, that's 100% what it's going to be. It's like, no. The, uh, so many people in our community have been told they weren't going to be able to do something worked really hard, focused on it, and have been able to, like, accomplish those goals. So whatever you think you can do, I really, truly feel that we can do that. And we should be smiling and enjoying our time along the way. Right. And right. we should also be not stressing out. I say that <laughs> because off air, I was having a conversation with Michelle, who is at school now. Yes. And who might be stressing out a little bit too much, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting you on blast <laughs> in front of all of the people. So I will say this. You're now in L.A., originally from Philadelphia. It's a lot more laid back here. We're yes. going to chill out and we're not going to stress out, right? No. You're going to no. promise that to me and the community? Oh, yes. There not it is. Stressing out. And if not, we're going to hold you accountable. That's right, people. We're going to annoy <laughs> Michelle into relaxing. We're going to drive you crazy. Yes, please. So what are you studying? I'm studying biocide. Oh, like you're a nerd nerd. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, was that like your, your uh, chosen course before your brain injury? Yes, it was. That's awesome. So you're doing what you want to do. Right. And yeah. are you enjoying it? I actually haven't started yet, so we'll see. All right. Are you excited? I am. I start this Thursday. Oh, be excited. Be excited. Don't be stressed. Be excited. That's what it is. You, do you want to know why? So as stressed, and I, and I said, as stressed out as you get, nothing is as bad as being stuck in a hospital bed. Nothing. Right? Yeah. Also, as stressed out as school is, because school is very stressful, you're here to experience that stress, and that's amazing. Yeah. If you really think about it, that's amazing. I just think that, that that's that's super cool. Michelle, I think you're a rock star. Thank you for being on the Speedcast. Do you like the name Speedcast? 
Speedcast. It's like speed podcasting. Yeah. It's like speed dating, but like podcasting. Yeah. You know, I like to think that like we connected really quickly, right? Yeah, I yeah. vibe with that. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Michelle, you're a <laughs> rock star. No stress. No have stress. have a great year of school. Life is good, I'm, and I'm I'm so proud of you from from uh, where you are and where you're going. Oh yes, thank you. Of course. Hannah Fox, who is Hannah Strong. What's up, <laughs> Hannah? How are you? Good. How okay. Are you? So, question I ask everybody: How are you part of this amazing community? I was an ABM survivor. Oh, when did you have your? Uh, was it a rupture? And I had a seizure, and that's okay. how they found it. It wasn't a bleed, mm-hmm. but she had, a, she had a massive seizure. Oof! And you did you have seizures prior to that no. incident? No, it was, okay. I was very healthy. Had just gone to the doctors. That seems like a lot. <laughs> that seems like it was kind of out of left field. Oh yes. How did you react to that? Did you immediately? Was it like a, a slow build? Like I'm not feeling too well, or was it just no. out of the blue seas? No, I was at asleep when it happened. It was in the morning. That's even. That's kind of even worse. So you yeah. were woken up. Yeah, my boyfriend at the time was woken up, and he called for help. Nine one one. Okay, good. Yeah. That, that's great. So, um, they did they remove it? Uh, yes. So you had to have like the full blown yeah. brain surgery. Yep. That's a, how does that feel to be like, you know what, I'm a brain injury survivor. <laughs> like I survived brain surgery. Yeah. It, did they <laughs> they do a craniotomy? Yes. That is wild. Nine hours. Nine <laughs> Good times. Good yeah. and they removed the entire thing? No yes. issues? Okay. Yeah. Were there any deficits that came along with the brain surgery? Might have speech therapy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um how long were you in speech therapy? Um, about a couple months, mm-hmm. but it just naturally came back on its own. But it wasn't, right. I wouldn't say it was 100% till probably a year later. Right, right. Now, was that like a shock to your system? Where you're like, is this going to be life? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I, I never had the speech issues. I more had memory issues. Yeah. Like a lot of cognitive yeah. stuff, but no, not necessarily speech. I also had left side neglect, which is a really strange thing yeah. where I didn't acknowledge that I had a left side. Oh, wow. Which is weird. So the, the mind's fascinating. Yeah. Um, they, I remember when I had left side neglect, they were like, oh, draw a clock. And I drew a clock and I drew half of a clock. Oh, wow. And I would draw a person. I drew half of a person. And they're like, what about yeah. the other half? And like my mind was like, I don't understand what you're, what you're saying. Yes. Um, question. How did you get connected with uh, TAP? I was Googling support groups Mm -hmm. a year after this happened, and I came across CAF. So have you been able to connect with other survivors? Not as much as I would like. (laughs) We're going to fix that, by the way. We really are. I truly feel that connecting with other survivors is one of the most important things that we can do in recovery. very important. We speak the same language. Yeah. Did you suffer from uh, neuro fatigue or brain fog after your, your injury? fatigue 100% it was I took many naps but um, I wouldn't I would say it was six months until mm-hmm. I was back the energy good that I had good before. do you still have little dips here and there I wouldn't say so. Good. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like a magic trick, yeah. actually. <laughs> you know, I love talking to other survivors because we kind of speak the same language, right? We've been through the same shared life-altering experience. Yes. Normies, that's you guys, the people without brain injuries, <laughs> they don't necessarily understand 100% how impactful this was in our lives. Yeah. We do. So I think it's essential that we all connect. Also, we have information to share with one another to kind of fill in the puzzle of recovery. And I think that's like really, really uh, essential. That's what I love about Taff. 
just even right now, just being able to connect and talk to you. Like, yeah. this is just like a beautiful moment in time. This is uh, very energizing. Oh, I want to ask my energizing question. So I kind of, I have a new thing, right? After the brain injury, you, I kind of bypass a lot of the like superficial conversations. So I don't ask, what do you do? Where do you go to school? Because to be honest, who really cares? Not so many people have that much school pride and not many people love what they do. So I asked two questions. I asked you these two questions. What makes you happy and what energizes you? Pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, happy. Yeah. Probably family and friends. That's awesome. And going to Phil's coffee. I love Phil's. <laughs> Phil's has one of but the best. But that's probably the energizing question too. Right. Well, yeah, caffeine. Like Phil's has one of the best dark roasts. Yes. Ever. I'm like, if it's mud in a cup, I'm gonna drink it. Phil's should give me free coffee for a year after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I get in on that? Because that's awesome. <laughs> so when it comes to friends and family. How, how was the transition after your brain injury and getting back into the world, like connecting with your friends, talking to the family again? Was that difficult? Very. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that I was in school, so I had to take off. I had to stop school right. and um, rejoin a year later. So I had to my, delay my studies. Right. So I lost all the people that I was connected with in school and had to make new friends in a new cohort. Right. Yeah, I think it reshaped my priorities. Mm -hmm. and you, got, you um, have a new perspective yeah. after the brain injury. Now, when it came to the family, you know, you said, you, you know, you, yeah. you love your family. Was it difficult kind of like, and not starting over, but revisiting those relationships and like, because the dynamics change after a brain injury. They really do. I would say, I wouldn't say so mm -hmm. um, with family because luckily they were right here Good. when I had it. So I moved back in mm -hmm. with my parents and they were very instrumental in my recovery. <laughs> Good. I, I, I love that. And I see a lot of family love and support with the Hannah Strong shirts yeah. because Hannah is strong. It's beautiful <laughs> that you have such support from your family. Like, I love that. You did mention that you didn't necessarily um, connect with as many survivors as I think you wish you would have. I'm going to help you with that. If that's cool. What area do you live in? San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay, cool. And so I didn't know survivors from around the world. Um, I think I know a few down here, at least in the like the area-ish I'll connect you okay, with, if great. that's cool. Yeah. And what school are you going to? Um, I go to a small or a pro, a program. It's a graduate school of mm -hmm. psychology. It's called oh. the SIDE, the Stanford PGSP Consortium. How exciting. Yeah. So how's school going, by the way? It's going well. Yeah? It's going good. Yeah, and uh, do you have any, like, residual effects from the brain surgery? No. That's a, you know no. what? That just that makes me really, really happy, you know? So I truly feel that connection is the most important thing next to actual brain surgery that can help us in our recoveries. Yes. It's just, there's something so beautiful about, like, this energy exchange, even what we're doing right now. Are you finding it hard to recover at home after stroke? Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash the neuronerds. If you haven't heard of Modus Nova, they make devices to help folks with a brain injury like stroke regain the use of their affected limbs. For example, the Modus Hand is an AI-powered robotic exoskeleton that helps users do exercises and play games, similar to the way an occupational or a physical therapist might manipulate the limb. It helps survivors get into thousands of repetitions they need to form new neural pathways. It can assist with hand movements or resist them to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com slash the neuronerds to learn more. 
Use special code THENEUROLERDS when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Just visit modusnova.com slash theneuronerds to get started. It's so helpful. It's so impactful. And, and to be honest, it's what's what makes our recoveries, you know, worth recovering. Yeah. Like it really is. And yeah. I kind of I have this weird thing. It's very grandiose. And I feel if we can connect and kind of drag each other out of like these, these weird emotional patches that we have sometimes, like we're making the world a better place because you're going to be in a better place, which in turn, you're going to have better interactions with your family, <laughs> which in turn, they're going to have better interactions with the people that they see, their friends, their family. Somehow, some way, we're going to end up with world peace. I truly feel like that's what's going to happen. Um, so I do. I have a, a last question. If you had an opportunity to talk to somebody going through the same thing that you were going through early on, what advice would you give that person? A long recovery. Mm -hmm. I don't think they tell you the, about the recovery when you're going through it. Right. And it was a lot longer of a recovery from the surgery than mm -hmm. I thought. Right. Physically and mentally. Right. And um, to have, have family and friends there is a very important Absolutely. for your mental health. <laughs> Which is very, very important, you know? Yeah. And you're going to school. Yeah. It's like, it's you know, like you're just going to be helping the world. Yeah. Like, look, it, all of this was meant to happen. This is all part of your journey. It, when you write a book one day, this is going to be an amazing chapter. Like, yeah. I, I really feel that. So, yeah. Anna, thank you so much for being uh, on the program. You are Hannah Strong. I appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate your family. I appreciate everybody for supporting you. I'm so thankful that you're here, and I look forward to hearing more about you in the future. Thank you. Okay, with me for Speedcasting, I have my first TAP ambassador with me, Emelina. What's up, Emelina? How are you? Good. Okay, so tell me your story, Emelina. How did you get connected with TAF? So I got connected with TAF because I am an AVM survivor. I had an AVM rupture on May 14, 2019. It was just a normal day, and I went to go take a shower, but I had a headache, and... It was a horrible headache. So I went to my brother, and my brother said to stay in the bed, and I did. And he ended up calling 911, because soon after, I fell off the bed and was screaming and crying. And then after that, and I woke up in the hospital, and after I recovered and was out of the hospital, I got connected to TAP. I found out about TAP and found out there was other people who were just like me and went through the same thing just like me. And I was like, that is mind-boggling. I need to be a part of this now. And so I filled out the application, did things for that and applied and became an ambassador. How um, I love that. I love that. There's something so special about meeting other people who have been through what you've been through. And so you have you been able to connect with other people around your age? Yes. How great is that? It's I just think that's amazing. Cool. So how's your recovery been? I'm still recovering, honestly. Mm -hmm. Every day is a recovering day. Recovery never ends. Ever. <laughs> Every single day you're working to just like, keep it together and walk or talk or do any of that and be a normal human, whatever that is. But yeah, it's hard to do it, but with help and with support, mm -hmm. it 
it gets easier along the way. It does. It does, yeah. especially with support. It's it's almost impossible to do this by yourself. I'm so thankful that you were able to connect with other people, not just other people, other people your age. Like I love that. There's something just so comforting about somebody going through a horrific experience like you went through. It's not just you. It's other people. Yeah. So you've been working with Taff for how long now? Three years. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And I heard directly from you that Dina is horrible. Was that right? Was that what you said? That Dina was terrible, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> I'm trying, Dina. I'm trying to get your people to tell me that you're terrible. They refuse to. They refuse to. No, Dina's amazing. And I yes. love Taff because it does this. There's a human component of TAF that I just love so much, you know? It's one of my favorite things about our community, you know? So if you had an opportunity to talk to yourself, like a young you, right when you, right after you had your, your ruptured aneurysm, what advice would you give yourself? I would first tell myself, you may not know what's going on, but you'll find out and you're gonna be okay when you find out too. Yes. Love that. Also, your brother, your brother kind of saved your life. Yeah, he did. So, do you still you still give him crap? Yeah. Good, good. You should, you should. When when he should hold that over your head forever. <laughs> he should say, "By the way, you know you're here because of me, right?" If he's listening to this, do that more often. If you want the last bit of dessert, say, "Hey, can I have that? I did save your life." Right? I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Look, uh, uh, Emelina, I think you're amazing. I am looking forward to... By the way, your nails are killing. Oh, thank you. How do you type with those? I don't know. My cousin did them. They're so. beautiful. Great job, cousin. And you're going to school now? Yes. What are you studying? I am in high school. I'm a senior. Ooh. I graduate this year. How excited yeah. are you to graduate? Very excited. Are you going to continue in college? Yes. What are, you, what are you looking forward to studying? I want to go into psychology. Beautiful. That's amazing. I am looking forward to hearing exactly what you're doing over the next few years. I think you're a rock star, and I'm so <laughs> thankful that you're here, and thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. High thank five. you for having me. You're a rock star. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. I am here with my new friend, Laura. What's up, Laura? How are hey, you? Hey, how, how you doing? I, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing my best not to sweat through my shirt. <laughs> 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 Laura, how are you part of this brain injury community? I actually had a rupture aneurysm on October 6th of 2014. Okay. And uh, I was immediately immediately hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And I could say the headache felt like what I would think a jackhammer slipping off concrete. Yes. Going down the middle of your head would feel like. Right. And uh, the next day, they did a, another MRI to mm -hmm. see if I had any new blood around the brain wall. Right. And my AVM was de detected. Right. And then they immediately took me back to the hospital, to the operating room. Mm -hmm. And they were going to repair the AVM. Right. And I had uh, my blood pressure spiked to 304. And I had a hemorrhagic stroke paralyzing my entire left side. Right. And I was hospital in ICU for four days. Right. I was in the hospital uh, room for nine days. And then after that, they transferred me to UC Davis uh, physical therapist room. And I was there for five weeks. Wow. So I was there until November 16th of 2014. Wow. You're just an overachiever. You're like, I'm going <laughs> all in. I'm That's going right. all in. That's right. So you were in the hospital five weeks. I was. When you got home. 
how were you in inpatient recovery or inpatient rehab outpatient how did that work well before i went home i had six hours of intense physical physical therapy occupation therapy mm-hmm. and uh speech therapy a day for for uh five and a half weeks six hours a day that's yes. intense so you went to like boot camp it was it was it was crazy how they did it it right. was at uc davis in sacramento mm-hmm. and at seven o'clock in the morning they would come in and wake us up and help us get dressed or do our bathroom stuff right and then at eight o'clock oh uh physical therapy came in so from eight to nine mm-hmm. i was in physical therapy at nine o'clock that person would then take me to occupational therapy oh. and at nine to ten i have occupational therapy at 10 o'clock, that person would then take me to the speech therapist. So then at 11 o'clock, you had a break from 11 to 1. You could do anything you wanted, go outside, have lunch, whatever. At 1 o'clock, it would start back again until 4 o'clock. So it was intense six hours a day of therapy. And I'm sure every single day you were like, yay. Well, when this <laughs> when the stroke happened to me, they told me that I would never walk again. Right. It paralyzed my entire left side. Mm-hmm. It blinded half my eye and um, my arm never came back right my leg what i started doing was i started walking laps and so they told me i'd never walk again and when i went home i wanted to prove them wrong because i'm stubborn so i started walking around my house you know just doing laps around the living room or whatever i had to do then um my leg came back, but I was focusing more on my leg right. than I was my hand and my arm. Right. So for eight years now, mm-hmm. I have not had any use of my left arm right. or my left hand. So I've had to learn how to do everything from from cutting vegetables mm-hmm. to, I mean, everything one-handed. Right. Not very easy to do. Right. So. But you know what? They told you you never walk again. Yeah. You were like, really? Hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> That's amazing I, well, when I this that. happened to me it did not just happen to me it mm-hmm. happened to my entire family right you know because there that's my daughter over there and her mom is not no longer the mom she remembers right this is my husband and we had only been married for a year and a half when this happened oh, you know that's... and so i'm blessed to have support that you know this i am so just thankful to me. for your family you know? I, I really am here's what's really sad my significant other, she's. We've been together for God, how long have we been together? Forever, forever. It, it, wait, over ten years. It only feels like ten minutes underwater. Oh. No, that's, so we've been together forever, and people would constantly say, "Wow, you stayed." Yeah. And her, she was like, "There was, there wasn't an option." Yeah. I'm so thankful that you guys are here yeah. today, because really easily it could be like, "Yeah, this is too oh. much." That's not love. I this believe, is love. I believe there's a lot of people that would bail yes. on their significant other. Yeah. You know, but I know without a shadow of a doubt, without my support of my right. family, I would not be here today. It, it, it would be almost impossible yeah. without that. And you have the love and the care. Yeah. I'm a big energy guy. I'm like a modern day hippie. Yeah. I really feel that the energy that our people give us, yeah. that's what puts us over the edge. Right. That's why you're able to walk. Yeah. That's why eventually one day I really feel your arm will come well, back. Well, I actually just bought, uh, bought a car and I'm back to drive. That's and having that in- independence alone, mm-hmm. I can't even describe because I wouldn't have to ask my daughter to take me to the doctors or right. I wouldn't have to ask my husband to take me to the store. You right. know, now I can actually do this. You can do it. Look, we can do hard things. Yeah. We do it every single day. 
And through this, I actually uh, wrote a book, an ebook on Amazon. Yes. And it's called Appreciating Two Hands Being One, W O N, One Handed. And Amazing. it's everything I've had to learn how to do one handed. It may not be the right way, but it's the way I had to reteach myself to yeah. do. You adapt, you adjust, uh, yeah. adjust and move forward. Yeah. Look, they, they never underestimate the heart of a warrior, right? right. A brain injury yeah. survivor. We can do anything, well, and we well, have. Before this, I never knew anybody that had an aneurysm. Right. So I had to research myself how, why this happened to me, and how long had I been living with this. Right. When, my, when I found out my, I had a, my AVM, they counted 21 blood vessels entangled. So my AVM is right here. Right. And my aneurysm is straight down the middle of my head. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. You were meant to be here. Yeah. Like you really were. Congratulations. Thank you. On driving it. If you had an opportunity to give somebody advice after their brain injury, what would that be? The best advice I heard from my nurse was she said, uh, uh, you don't know your own strength until challenged with circumstance. Love that. That is so true. Love that. To, and when I was in the hospital, I actually had a bear given to me, and I set that bear on my, my stand. And every day when I went therapy, when I came back, that bear was there. So it became like a friend of mine. Right. So I actually started something called a prayer, a prayer bear friend. Oh, I love that. And I, I send bears out to people with brain injuries that have overcome the challenges that people told them they never would. I love that. Laura, you are a rock star. That's <laughs> Thank you. Have you been able to connect with other survivors? Oh, absolutely. Love it. After I, I uh, researched the AVM and aneurysm, like I said, I had no idea. I, right. I didn't know anybody that ever had one. So right. through my research, I've learned everything, and that's how I found. Uh, Ooh. That. Ooh, it got spooky. <laughs> and that's how I learned about the Taft foundation that, that that's amazing laura i truly think you you're an inspiration to me as well as the thank community you. i'm so thankful for you, you. congratulations thank on you. driving thank you i just picture you rolling down the street like that's so exciting that is great well this is my grandson and we drove in louisiana a mm -hmm. couple months back and he like grandma i don't like you driving <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast i appreciate you thank so you. much and i'm so thankful that you're here thank you for having me All right, so I am here with my new best friend in the world. What's up, Leslie? How you doing? Doing good, thanks. How are you doing? I, I'm, I'm sweating like crazy. It's really humid in here, so I'm trying to prevent my shirt from sticking to my back. Is that too much information? No. I, it's just the right amount of information. So Leslie, tell us, how are you part of this brain injury community? So I am an arterial venous malformation survivor, 14 years going strong. 14 so years? 14 years, and um, yeah, my actually anniversary, I'm sorry, I can't speak. My um, anniversary date was actually the 15th of this month, so. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank Happy you. Happy anniversary, because they call it like aneurysm, anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, some people call it a stroke anniversary. Some people call it a rebirth day. Mm -hmm. Did you celebrate? Um, well, we're celebrating this weekend because we're okay. here and um, we're participating in a walk and enjoying our weekend here in San Francisco. Do you normally celebrate? Is it like a day? It's like, I'm going to celebrate because. Um, I guess in a quiet way, like okay. every year I try to reflect on where I was 14 Good. years ago to where I am now. Right. So I, I say rage. It's <laughs> So what's funny is uh, normies don't understand. 
we're not celebrating the fact that we almost died. We're mm-hmm. celebrating the fact that we lived. So I think it's a day that it's your day. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. whatever you want that day. You want to party? Go party. You want to do nothing? Do nothing. Right. You know what I mean? But it's your day. So you should do everything or nothing. But that's like your day to celebrate mm-hmm. in whatever way that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So did any deficits come with your brain injury? Um, There is. Like sometimes there's um, I struggle with my speech. Right. Like I'll get my words jumble or I just have trouble saying a word. Um, sometimes my comprehension can be a little off, Like you might ask me a question and I may give you an answer thinking it's the correct answer, but then sometimes you have to repeat it. So sometimes the comprehension's a little off. Right. Um, I do have a blind spot in my left eye mm-hmm. because um, a part of the AVM rupture was in my right occipital lobe. So, and because oh. of that, I can't drive, but I mean, no complaints. I mean, I feel like, you know what? I'm saving money. <laughs> Very true. But <laughs> not paying for gas, especially this time, hey, you know? Have you seen these drivers? The mm. worst. You're doing yourself a favor. <laughs> LA drivers, California drivers, the worst. Yep. That's actually a good thing. Has it been a weird adjustment to, uh, to basically functioning on a day-to-day with a blind spot? It has been. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more used to it now since it's been 14 years. But right. in the beginning, like I would bump into things. I would bump into people because, you know, having a blind spot was pretty new and you can't see anything. You're not right. very much aware of anything or what's near you. So I would do a lot of bumping into doorways or bumping into people. Right. Or sometimes when I would read, I would skip a few words and I have to train myself to oh. uh, try to turn my head a little bit so I don't skip any words. Interesting. When I, read. I never even thought about that. Yeah. That is so interesting. Wow. That is crazy. So were you in therapies when you first, when it first happened when you were in the hospital? Um, no, no therapy. Really? So pretty much everything, like walking and just mm-hmm. walking, reading, pretty much talking, everything I had to, you know, do on my own. Right. Yeah. And just like t- pay attention to how I was like, you know, months prior then okay, am I doing better now? So everything right. was on my own. I probably should have done some therapy, but yeah, I just decided, okay, you know, let, let's just, let's see what happens. Let's see if we can like improve on my time, I guess. Right. But I would recommend therapy for anybody that, you know, survives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. On your own is cool. Mm-hmm. Therapy is even better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question I've been asking everybody. If you had an opportunity to go back to either yourself or somebody who's going through something very similar, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to that person? I would say be patient with yourself. Easier said than done. It does get better. As I know in the beginning with me, I didn't know if I would get better. There was, um, to be honest, there was a lot of depression. There was me questioning my survival. Oh, survivor's guilt is crazy, yeah, isn't it? absolutely. And just wondering like, okay, am I still worth being here with all these struggles that I have? And you know, people that were in my life, you know, no longer there. So just wondering, okay, something wrong with me. But if I were to tell anybody that's going through anything, like um, there's nothing wrong with you. No. Love yourself as you are. It'll get better. You're not broken. You're just, no. you just need, you just need time. You, never broken. Battered mm-hmm. and bruised. Yes. Mm-hmm. Broken. No. Never. And you are, you are worth everything. You yes. are absolutely meant to be here no matter what it is. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle. It's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. So I always say this recovery is wild. Yes. It's chaotic. It's crazy. It could be depressing. Mm-hmm. It could be, fr- it could be just, it could be the absolute worst. We're here to experience how crazy it could be, how chaotic, and how the absolute worst it can be. But we're here to experience that. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. That really is. And as for the like, well, why us? You you know what? I know why it happened to us. We can take it. Absolutely. We can take it and we can help somebody else go through it. Yes. We're living proof that this can be done. Absolutely. You know, and that's what we do every single day. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. This is, and I'd like to, I'd like to think like, um, you know, I mean, trials, they can be tough, but I do think like when we're going through them, it, it, it can be very beautiful because right. I mean, you're every day you're fighting 
when the day's over, you're survive. You survived that day. You right. survived everything in that day. And when you look back months later, maybe a year, and you know that you made it through that, you survived that, you overcame all that, you realize how strong and amazing you really are. How in the moment, it's almost impossible to see in that moment, mm -hmm. right? Those moments that seem like they're never going to end, mm -hmm. I forget about most of them, right? Right? They're just moments in time. Absolutely. That's all it is. It could be a patch of time, but mm -hmm. it's not forever. Like Absolutely. it's really not forever. Look, you and I were in a hospital at some point. Mm -hmm. We were struggling to do anything at some point. Look at us now. Yeah, absolutely. Walking and talking like we're real people. Right. <laughs> yes. So look, it, it gets better. It, it really does, you know? And one of the most important things we can do is this. Connect with other survivors, be open, mm -hmm. honest, and, yes. and share our stories. Absolutely. You know? Because we need to get it out. Mm -hmm. We also need to show other people, hey, it's possible. Absolutely. You know? And, and, and listen to us. This is an amazing conversation. Yes. <laughs> we just met a few short minutes ago, and like we're, we have, we're having this incredible energy exchange. I know it sounds super hippie. I'm a hippie. It's all good. Hey, hey, <laughs> I, I wear natural deodorant. I smoke weed. I'm like modern day hippie Joe. <laughs> so I, I love that energy exchange. Like it's really, really important because we've experienced this life altering, <clears throat> this life altering moment, mm -hmm. right? Other people can't understand that. We understand that. We, That's why it's essential that we have these conversations. Absolutely. I'm so thankful that you were on the podcast. I'm so thankful that you're here, period. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful that you're on the podcast. Really, sincerely, thank you for being on. Um, thank you. And and I, I I'm just I, I'm just so thankful you're here. Also, I just want to say, from one brain injury survivor to another, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you too. Oh, yeah. my day is made. My <laughs> I'm day so is made. Glad. I am here with Marley's mom. Yes. What's up, Marley's mom? It's Hello. like you don't have your own personality. No. So this is my friend, Valerie. What's up, Valerie? How are you? Good on yourself. I'm doing all right. You just so happen to be TAP's only animal ambassador's mom. Yep. Marley. And the first one. Marley the Shih Tzu. Yes, Marley the right? Shih Tzu. Tell, tell me Marley's story. Of how he got involved into yes. the, being the ambassador. So COVID hit, like, you mm. know, like everybody else. And I wanted to make his Instagram fun and exciting, but also be able to share some awareness. I'm a social worker. Right. So advocating is part of my life. And it's, I think people rather see his face than my face. So I started doing like monthly advocation posts about different causes, awareness. And September is brain aneurysm awareness month. My mom passed away from a brain aneurysm. Oh. So that's obviously really close to my heart. Right. And I ended up um, tagging Taft because I was like, you know, if you needed more information, right. go on this website, get that information going. Um, and Taft contacted me and they were like, oh, your dog's so cute. Like, will you, you know, we're like an organization. Will you like to get this done, this done? And I'm like, think about it. Right. I, and I'm just like, sign me up. Done. Done. Like, it's such a good cause. Obviously, it's straight to the heart, being brain aneurysm and being able right. to advocate and bring that awareness. It was just like perfect. Like, now, you, your mother passed away from an AVM how long ago? It's actually going to be 13 years 13 next years. week wow. that she passed away from a brain aneurysm. Wow. Yeah. Is, is that a, a day of mourning for you or is that a day of celebration of her life? 
a little bit of both. Right. It's, it, there's a little bit of mourning, you know, not having your mom, but right. also the celebration knowing that life continues. Right. And then no matter what, life continues. And it's kind of like, how do you want people to remember? You know, like, yes. what is it? You know, what do you, the legacy that left behind? Because unfortunately, that's just part of life. Right. That, that, that's, you know, we're all going to. I gotta say, this is the worst part. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, you can't get away from two things, taxes and death. Right. right. So, and being able to say, like, what is there left behind and seeing like, okay, what's that legacy? So definitely every year, my birthday was actually last week. So it's oh, kinda, happy belated birthday, thank you. young lady. <laughs> now that you're finally 21. 23 forever. <laughs> um, definitely would like to celebrate. Right. To celebrate, bring that awareness, knowing that um, life happens, but being able to share that and I, share that love. I love legacy because that's what it is. Yes. Now, what legacy did she leave? She, Your mother left a massive legacy in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. But the advocacy that you and Marley have brought to the world, not just the community, but the world, mm -hmm. it's been immense. It's been it's been tremendous. That is such a, a I'm sure your mother's looking down with pride. Oh, I and, hope and, so. Oh, not hope, <laughs> like apps. Are you kidding me? I mean, you're, you're doing amazing things for, for our community. I'm so thankful that you're doing this for, for our community. I say our community. I normally, because you're, nor, you're a normie, mm -hmm. you don't have a brain injury. I do not. But you do so much and you're so close to the community, like Dina, uh -huh. that you guys are like honorary brain injury members. <laughs> you guys are now accepted 100% in the community. Yeah. I got to tell you, Marley too. Yeah. Mar Marley too. Like Mar Marley's a little rock star. Also, guys, Marley took a nap right next to me. It was so cute. And somehow, right before we jumped on air and we started recording, I'm like, there's got to be a way that I can get Marley out of here. <laughs> it's like, maybe I can push Valerie down a flight of steps. No, no, that would be rude. <laughs> but I got, I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. That's how cute Marley is. That's how cute Marley is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that you chose to advocate in this way because it just means the world to me. And I know the impact that you guys have had on, on the community. Like, it's crazy. Like it, it really is. is, you know. I uh, people are so jealous right now. Yeah. When I post a picture of Marley, people are gonna be like, "What? No. Is that like the Marley?" Like, yeah, yeah, yes. it is. So you're you're a social worker. I am. Yes. W was that something that you've always wanted to do, or did you do it specifically because you know what? I want to help people because of what you, happened with you your mother. You know what? I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My mom will always tell me, "You mm. have to do something where you're gonna help people right. and you're gonna your your voice is gonna be heard." And I was just like, "What does that mean?" Right? And after she passed away, I'm like. What does she mean? You know, right. so, you know, I started to kind of like look into different careers. I looked into social work and it's a huge advocating part of the career. And I was like, this is my thing. This is, this is going to be my jam. You know what? You know what Dina would say? You're a servant. Yes. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. How do you feel about that? I, I, I like it. I hate it. I like it. Because you know what it is? I don't like the word servant. When she told me, she's like, Joe, you're a servant. I was like, Dina, get out of here. I am absolutely not. Like I argued with her. I was like, I no, 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 and I went on like this whole tangent. It was like three days later where I called her up and I was like, all right, Dina, you're right. I'm a servant. Yeah. Like I'm 100% a servant. I would do anything for our community. Like yeah. I would. I, I just think it's so beautiful what you do. Like you Thank have you. just such an impact on the, and you're choosing to. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I just love that. And I, I just love Marley. <laughs> so I, what you're saying is I can't dog nap him. No, you cannot. Okay. No. I know you live in L.A. I do. So maybe, you know, maybe one of the days that I travel without him, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to babysit. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I, he, he maybe, we, maybe we can make it happen. He can hang out with Stella. He yes. can hang out with my neural mutts. A little, a little play date. We're yeah. always yeah. open to play he, dates he, and stuff. My, my dog is the, the biggest beta dog. Because she, she's like almost 80 pounds. She's a giant golden retriever. She gets bullied constantly by the smallest by the dogs. Ones. 
She's yeah. just like, all right, cool. You're the boss. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. I, I, I love your avenue of advocacy with Marla. I just think it's it's brilliant. I mean, it's really, really impactful, especially for the younger survivors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's beautiful. Yeah. I just think that's great. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just very, very thankful that you're part of this community. You're welcome. Like, I really am. I'm thank, you, thank you for being on the podcast. And I sincerely mean this. And I, I say this not knowing, but I 100% know that, that your mom is, is just so proud of you. Oh, thank you so Because I just much. met you, met you. Like, we, you know, like yeah. I met you, met you, like, yeah. right now in person. Like, you're mm-hmm. real people. Yeah. You're like real people. Like I exist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marty's mom exists. Yeah. yeah. Again, you, you're not like two kids in a trench coat. You're yeah. like a real person, right? And I'm so proud of you. Thank like I am. You. you know, and I know that just like energy, energetically, it's everywhere. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really appreciative of, of you and Marley and what you're doing for our community. And I, I just, I'm, I'm just so thankful. Thank you for being a rock star. I appreciate you. You're very welcome. Thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure, like being able to bring that awareness and just bring that legacy. And I always told myself I want to do something mm-hmm. to be able to put that and out in the platform. And even like the comments that he gets, that people are like, oh, thank you so much. Even if I say like, if I get one comment of somebody right. learned something, I always say this. I'm good. For every one person, there are so many others mm-hmm. that don't have it in them to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. Yeah. Have you ever had like the best, the best customer service at a restaurant or something like yeah. that? When you went home, did you call and say, wow, that I had the best customer service? No, Neither. nobody Mm-mm. does that. Mm-mm. It doesn't change the fact that you had an incredible experience mm-hmm. that changed the trajectory of that day. It's the same thing. No, not many people are going to reach out. They don't have it in them. That doesn't mean that you're not impacting countless lives because yeah. you are. So yeah. for that one, tenfold, there are so many other people that you've mm-hmm. impacted and changed the trajectory of their days and lives. They just don't have it in them to reach out. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing. You're Thank a rock you. star, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here with my new buddy, Jaden. What's up, Jaden? Hello. Cool. So this is another one of Taft's Youth Ambassadors, and mm-hmm. I've been under strict orders to watch my language. Yeah. And I'm going to do my best to watch my language. If I curse, you can yell up. You can curse right back. No. Nope. No. We're, we're, we're not doing that. So how did you become a youth ambassador for Taft? I heard about Taft through the 2020 Taft Walk mm-hmm. because my mom said, like, we were on one of the TV. We were, like, there was a broadcast. And we were like doing like a live stream. Right. And then from there, my mom asked me if I wanted to be on their youth ambassador program. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure. And uh, the rest is history. And your mom suffered uh, an AVM. Yeah. My mom suffered the AVM. Man. Uh, And this was how many years ago? February, late February, 2020. Oh, man. Oh, that is the worst time to have an AVM issue. I know. Right at the height (laughs) of the pandemic. Right before the height of the pandemic. Could she have chosen a worse time? Luckily, luckily, they had visitors allowed in the hospital. Oh, that's good. That's good. So how, how did it affect your dynamic at home? Was mom like a completely different person for a while? Um, I don't think so. I think she just like was herself the entire time. That's good. That's good. You know, how did it affect you as like the, the um, was it weird seeing a mom in a hospital? Yeah, we went straight from one of my gymnastics competitions to the hospital. Oh, wow. And I was just sitting in the hospital in my uh, uniform, mm-hmm. just like scared and like not knowing what was to come next. Right, right. And now you're a youth ambassador for Taft. Like, how cool mm-hmm. is that? You know? Hey, you guys. Uh, you mentioned gymnastics. What, what kind of gymnastics? Um, men's gymnastics. I mm-hmm. do like all the uh, all six events. You are gonna be. You're. You must be in tremendous shape. 
Look at a little, like a little tank. Like a little tank. I, I would do that, but it would be like the Bugs Bunny cartoons where I go, wah, wah, and like the muscle would like go underneath. That, that's <laughs> that's that, that that's amazing. I'm, I'm really thankful. Have you been able to connect with other survivors' children, like the, the, the kids of survivors? Yeah, there's a variety of kids on the Tap Youth Ambassador team. Mm-hmm. Like some don't like don't know anyone who's had the disease, and they just like want to learn more about it. That's awesome. And then um, others like have a family member who's had an AVM and then others have had the AVM or aneurysm themselves. Is it helpful to connect with other kids who have been like through a similar experience? Uh, yeah. Is it interesting? Like, how does it feel talking to another like kid? I see kid. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like a young adult. There we go. Young adult. That's what it is. <laughs> talking to another young adult who's actually experienced an AVM or an AVM uh-huh. rupture. Is it odd talking to them? Um, not really. It gives a whole other perspective, though. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can learn more about what others have went through so I can better understand my mom. Look, I am literally speaking to the future of the world right here. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, when I was your age, I was not this. I was too busy doing really dumb things uh-huh. all the time. Not once did I think, oh, I'm going to help out a bunch of people. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm really, really thankful for you. Like, I, I, I really am. So what are your aspirations um, in the future? I don't know, just to help more people and like. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. D- uh, college in your future? Yeah. What do you want to study? I want to become like a sports medicine doctor. That's awesome. That's awesome. Be a sports medicine guy for the NBA. Uh-huh. Make a ton of money. <laughs> and then like go part. No, no, not party. Do great things for the world. Uh-huh. Do great things for the world. How are your grades? Are you doing well in school? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Straight A's. Yeah, straight A's. I was I was the typical dumb jock. Uh-huh. I played basketball. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about school, mm-hmm. and that was great until I hurt my knee and I couldn't play basketball anymore. I was uh-huh. like, man, I really should have focused on school more. <laughs> so I'm happy that you're doing both. I'm happy that you're helping the world, and I'm also happy that you're uh, taking school serious. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's it's a big deal. If you had any advice to give to someone who has a a parent or a sibling or a family member who has an ABM, what advice would you give to that person? I would just say, like, trust the process. Mm-hmm. Like, the hospital workers know what they're doing. And, like, like tell your parents how much you love them. Support your parents. Yeah. Damn. Right. Jay, I got to tell you, I'm very impressed by you. Like, I really am. Thank you for being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you. I appreciate what you do for TAF. Truly, I have been speaking to the future of the world. <laughs> so you take care of yourself, Jaden. All right. Thank you. You too. So here in Speedcasting, I am here with a relative, apparently. Boricua, papi. Hey, huepa. <laughs> right? I'm here with my new friend, Angel. What's up, Angel? I'm, we're doing great. We How are, about you? I, it's, I'm, it's... I'm, I finally stopped sweating. Okay. Which is great. It's very humid yeah. in here. You say that, but you're in the West Coast. You know nothing about humidity. Let's bo- go back to the island and talk born, about humidity. I was born in little Puerto Rico, a.k.a. New York City. <laughs> I, 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 I get it. I, I understand that. So, Angel, I ask you, how are you part of this amazing community? I became part of the community in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, Orion, he was 16. He had a massive AVM rupture that he did not survive. Mm-hmm. Um, he did live for two weeks, and within hours, of of the rupture, really, I had people, we were in Georgia at the time, and I had people from California and Texas literally getting on the phone with me, talking to me, and just being supportive and encouraging and 
they're the reason we made it through. I love I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Our community is the most beautiful community it in is. the world. It, it, it really is. The dues to be part of it suck. They're, they're not fun. Yes, it's a club that you never want anybody to be a Ever. part of, and yet you are so blessed to be in it. Right, right. It's it's like the cool kids club. You know, yeah. like it really is. Only um, better. And as <laughs> you know, you're 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 absolutely part of this community. You know, you really are. And and I'm I'm so thankful that out of all the communities, this is like the one because of the support. I understand. I've seen it firsthand. As a normie. Because you, 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 you are normie. I'm so thankful that you're part of like Tap Walk and, and bringing awareness to our community because it's important. It's important for normies to take us serious. It's, yes, it's, absolutely. It's a lot. And I know you've been through a tremendous loss, but you've chosen to just bring some light to that really dark situation. You know, and I'm so thankful that you've done that. Was that something immediately that you wanted to do or is that something that you're like, I have to do this? Uh, both, mm-hmm. both as a mother, especially when you lose a child, we we have this overwhelming desire to do something for other people in that situation. I want right. no other mother to ever have to lose a child, right. right? And so part of it was immediate. Part of it was the legacy of my son. Yes, He was just such a cool kid, really. He was super smart and super funny and he was awkward and he, he was just awesome. Right. And so it is, unfortunately, he was never diagnosed. So us normies have a little bit of a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to live with a ticking time bomb in my brain. And I didn't know that my son had one. Right. So what can I do for me is the research aspect of it. Like what things can we bring to the table so that we can give these children and these people that are dealing with these things more time, more options, more success. So I'm, I'm kind of on the back end of, I love to support parents mm-hmm. um, who have lost a child. Again, something I wish no, nobody would ever have to endure, but right. I, I made it. I you made did. it through. Yes. And so if I can, if I can be of, of support, mm-hmm. then that's me. One thing that I learned is that I know nothing of someone's pain. Right. So if I can just be a witness and be able to sit with somebody and just allow them to have that experience right. without it being robbed from them. Right. That's really where my passion is. You, you have such a unique entry point in our community, and it's so necessary. It is. You do something that's so essential to so many people. You know, what I want to do, I always want to bring hope, understanding, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully inspiration to other brain injury survivors. Hey, you guys can do this, you know? Yeah. I do know that the caregivers, I don't know what it's like to be a caregiver. I do know that caregivers need care too. I have no idea what it's like to lose a child to this. I do know many people, that's unfortunately happened to so many people. I want nothing more than to help care and guide those people in the right direction. You're doing that. You're doing that. I'm so comforted in the fact that you're in this part of this community to do that. That it brings me so much joy. Also the fact that you're taking something so heartbreaking and you're choosing, the word legacy is perfect. I just spoke about legacy with, with another survivor. Yeah, and that's the, that's the tough thing, right? This yeah. is a legacy of love. I've right. learned so much from my son even after his passing, right. and this is how we love. There's a there's a quote from WandaVision, actually. Love it, yes. Wait, we're family for and, sure. Oh my gosh, and, and Vision says, but what is grief mm-hmm. if not love persevering? Yes. And to that point, I had said, and I maintain that I love, not in the past tense, Mm -hmm. I love my son so much that I will grieve him with as much passion as I love him. 
Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the NeuroNerds are here to help. Join our free Rock community platform to connect with other survivors like you. Once you join our community, you'll have access to free virtual events and resources to help with your brain injury recovery. You can make new friends, jump on audio chat conversations, and even join my private coaching program to get one-on-one support. So what are you waiting for? Go to community.usorock.coach. Yes, that's .coach, not .com. And join the Rock community today. Right. Right. So. It, it, it's, I think that's the way people choose to process, I guess. Some, even survivors. Really easy. It's really easy to go dark. It's really easy to, oh, woe is me. It's really yeah. easy. Why me? It's really easy to everything sucks, you know? Yeah. And why, why do we wake up in the morning if that's what that is, you know? And for the people, like for myself, I have a lot of survivor's guilt. I have so much survivor's guilt. Also, the fact that I'm as functional as I am, why me? I broke through that when I realized my survival is more than myself. I live every single day for the people who can't, for the people who didn't make it. I move my body every single day for the people who can't do that. I'm living not just for me, it's for like a greater purpose. And you chose, this is a choice. It is a choice. And you made a choice to help so many, I'm I'm not gonna cry. (laughs) You made a choice to help so many other people who desperately need that help. I'm so thankful for that. Oh, you're gonna make me cry. Stop! No, 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 no! no. We're talking about WandaVision. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All the yeah. good stuff. Like, like I love quotes. I really do. Yeah. And you know, there's that you get as a as a survivor. I think right. I'm sure that you get this too. It's the whole like I couldn't do it if I were you. Yeah. I don't know how you find the strength. Yeah. And really, we didn't get a choice. No, you didn't get a choice no. to have this event. I didn't get a choice to lose a child. Right. But we do get a choice going forward we do get a choice in everything that we do how we react to the things that happen absolutely how we show up yes how we how we care for ourselves while we're showing up for other people and 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 you chose to make your son's legacy something that's going to be around and impact so many other people and i just think that's the most beautiful thing in the world i am so beyond thankful for you thank you for being on my podcast thank you for having me for being who you are I sincerely like I, I thank thank you for being Puerto Rican yeah. who loves Marvel <laughs> nerdum, which is amazing to me. Thank you for not continuing to make me cry because I didn't. I almost did, but I didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. I like sucked them back in. There you go. With like all my masculinity. Yeah, it was a sweat. It was. It a was. Sweat. I was sweating from my eye sockets. Yes. Uh, my son that's... used to say that. Oh. I'm not crying. I'm I'm sweating from my eyeballs. Yeah, I'm sweating a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating a lot. But 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 sincerely, I'm, I'm just so thankful for what you do for for our community and i'm so thankful for the the lives that you've impacted and the legacy that you're leaving for for yourself your son your family it's just it's so beautiful and i'm just so appreciative it's the least i can do on speed casting i am here with Lindsay. what's up Lindsay? how are you i'm doing good how are you doing I, i'm doing okay i finally stopped sweating which is an amazing thing for everybody <laughs> So I'll ask you a question I ask everybody. How are you part of this brain injury community? I am both a brain aneurysm and an AVM survivor. Double trouble. Yes. You're just overachiever. Oh, yeah. One, not good enough. I want both. No, I want both. And both of them have bled. Oh. So but basically, they turned into hemorrhagic stroke. So both my uh, brain aneurysm rupture actually ruptured into the ventricle of my brain, that fluid-filled space. So it didn't end up in a stroke. So it didn't damage any of my brain. Wow. But my AVM did cause a hemorrhagic stroke. Okay. 
Okay, so like you're just like, I just want a little bit yeah. of everything this community has to give. Exactly. I've um, had when when was uh the, the, the brain injury? So my aneurysm rupture happened in two thousand and twelve. Okay. And then my AVM rupture happened in March of twenty twenty, right when the pandemic happened. Worst timing. <laughs> it was you could possibly have. Also, how crazy is it that you have to, th oh, okay, this one was this year, this one was that year. Oh, yeah. One is enough. Exactly. It's enough. You're just like, I'm just dipping my toe in everything. After your brain injuries, <laughs> what deficits came with them? Interestingly enough, my aneurysm I had, like, aside from, you know, medical PTSD, which mm -hmm. I don't think we talk about enough at all. It's I wild, isn't it? A huge, yeah, I could go on for about three hours about that. I was actually physically fine. Mm -hmm. My AVM, I had, it was in the right parietal lobe of my brain. So right. I had some, they call proprioception issues. So like figuring out where my left side is in space, nothing, but nothing major. I did PT physical therapy for like two months. They're right. like, you're great. Have to have gamma knife because my, my AVM is also unique in itself. I have a, <laughs> technically I have three things. So my AVM drains into what they call a developmental venous anomaly. Uh, so, you know what? When it comes to anything in the body, I don't like the word anomaly. I know, exactly. And so... It's not the most reassuring <laughs> word. And they're like, the anomaly's not bad, but it means we can't surgically remove it, so they had to do gamma knife. Oh, got it. Did gamma knife, so everything, all this stuff happened in March of 2020. Gamma knife, gamma knife was in June of 2020. Okay. Everything was fine until... Um, I think it was October 2020, I developed massive amounts of swelling. Oh, wow. And that's actually caused the most deficits for me. Right. Is the swelling from the gamma knife. And that caused, they call them focal aware seizures. I never, I've never actually had like a seizure seizure. Right. But weird sensations. I kind of describe it as like an out of body experience. Deja vu. Oh, okay. People talk about how deja vu is like mini seizures. Right. I have these intense feelings of deja vu sometimes. That's so interesting. Um, definitely. I mean, my neurologist noticed that I have left sided weakness or mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, you tap your fingers like the, you know, your forefinger and your, your thumb together. It's right. like, oh, your left side's a little slower. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I don't do that on a normal basis, but right. I, for me, it's not deficits that people can see. When people look at me, they're like, oh, you look fine. You have the, the invisible deficits. Yeah, it's things that like, I'm like, well, I have to concentrate more, think more about like placing my foot down when I walk or right. picking up, you know, a bottle. I so have to like you, think about it. It's more physical It's more anything. physical. And Did you, you have any of the, uh, um, the cognitive issues, memory Memory, I mean, I'm word recall, maybe getting older. So that could be why my memory sucks, too. Age, just <laughs> Age, a number, just true. a number. Probably do have some memory issues. Mm -hmm. Word recall a little bit, but because all of my stuff happened on the right side of my brain, right. it tends to be like it's this weird section of the brain where you have more physical stuff. Right. Um. And like I said, for me, a lot of it is that medical PTSD. Oof, that's no joke. It is like. Metal, I had, I, you know, my listeners are very aware. I had an incident at the hospital, uh, like during my recovery, left me with a gnarly case of PTSD. So much fun. Oh, yeah. So much fun. It's like brain injury and the trauma that comes with that isn't enough. Yeah. Let's add this extra layer of chaos to you. So it's, it's, uh. 
it's a busted system that absolutely needs to be revamped. Oh yeah, I I actually just kind of took part in some study. I think it was with Harvard or mm-hmm. one of the big one of, names, one of those little schools, one of those small <laughs> schools that no one knows about, uh, talking about how they're trying to integrate like a neuropsychological therapy as part of their stroke rehab. I think that is the most brilliant idea. Because a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, but you're walking, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. That's That has nothing to do with it. Unless you've had a brain injury, you don't know what it's like. No. The trauma of waking up in a brand new brain, brand new body, it feels like. Yeah. You know, you kind of feel like you're an alien in a brand new body. It's, that's a perfect way of putting how I feel sometimes. Where I'm like, this. I when I had my stroke, I was like, I feel like this arm doesn't belong to me. Right. Do you know what's crazy about that? There's a lot of trauma involved in that we should be able to talk to somebody about that and so i I always have an issue with one of my doctors where i was explaining i'm feeling like this and he was reading in a book and he was like hey you shouldn't be feeling that oh my god no longer my doctor i left him immediately but this is a common thing doctors will tell patients nope you shouldn't be feeling that that that's i don't think that's how this is supposed to work oh no i think you're the expert at whatever you're studying i'm the expert of living with a brain injury and exactly. I think we need to work together synergistically like I really do. Um, it's unfortunate that, I don't know, it doesn't work that way all the time. Do you notice that whatever deficits that you have, that they are um, exacerbated when it comes when you're stressed or when it's hot outside? I notice it when I'm fatigued. Like, right. that's a huge thing. My hu- I actually just said something to my husband. I had to go for like this four day fun training. I'm a flight attendant, too. So that kind of adds interesting things to fatigue and whatnot i was like i feel funny i think he's like you need to go and like sleep for like three days and so i think i slept but like i didn't sleep for three days but three days in a row i slept like 10 hours that's what's crazy about neuro fatigue a lot of people don't understand neuro fatigue you can sleep for a week you wake up and you're just as exhausted you're tired you're just like it's just one of those things it just kind of has to like run its course yeah again it's very comforting to know that you know what that feels like. Oh, yeah. I told, When you were talking about neuro fatigue earlier, I was like, yes, this is my life. <laughs> Misery loves company, and there's nothing more miserable than living with a brain injury sometimes. Yeah. You know? But this is why this is essential. Exactly. Because you're not alone. Exactly. I'm not alone. We, we're do, we can do these difficult things, you know? It's just a lot easier to know that they're being done by other people. Yes. And other people understand that it's not just me. Brain injury recovery is lonely. It's very lonely. It is. This right now makes my day. This is same with me. Can I say it's really funny? It's horrible. It's like, oh, you feel all these horrific things that I do? Man, I feel great. No, it's... (laughs) But you understand this feeling. I don't ever want you to feel this. And it hurts my heart that anybody feels the things that I do. But the fact that I'm not the only person that feels this... You don't feel like this one person in the world. Right. And I always credit Taff with like, I came to the walk in 2013. Somehow I found out about it. I told my husband, I'm right. like, we're going to San Francisco. Right after that aneurysm, literally for an entire year, it was like, I was afraid to go into the area of my house where right. my aneurysm rupture trauma. happened. Trauma, it's a lot of trauma. And it wasn't until I came to the walk in 2013 and met other survivors mm-hmm. that I was like, I, like I went through my healing process. You're amongst family. Can yeah. I say what it reminds me of? Like, let's say, you know, you were born in a foreign land, whatever it is, and then you moved to the States. You know, you grew up speaking the language, living the culture, but you've been out here for decades. 
whenever somebody from a foreign land runs into somebody from where they're from, there is an instant connection and a comfort. I get to speak my native tongue. Yeah. When I'm speaking to you, we're speaking the same language. Exactly. We, I'm saying something to you that you understand. You're saying things to me that I understand. My entire life, every single day, I talk to people that cannot truly understand what I go through. So this is refreshing. I'm it speaking is. my native tongue. This is why I say it's so necessary for all of us to connect. Exactly. This energy exchange is incredible, isn't it? It is. And I love that you brought up talking about doctors. I'm really lucky. Like yeah. people are like, you live in Alaska. Like, do you have good doctors? I'm like, I have the best neurosurgeon. Good. Good. She is like. I, I, is she a little awkward? Be honest. I, I wouldn't say she's awkward. <laughs> I'm looking at my mom right now. And my mom's like, no, she isn't. Is she, I, mom, is she a little awkward? The doctor. Really? She's not awkward. She's fun. That's good. That's good that she's caring. That's that's very good that she's caring. I always, so it was explained to me why my neurosurgeon, the guy that saved my life, thank you. I'm very appreciative. Talking to him, the worst. I was so disappointed. And then somebody explained to me, the brain is so sensitive. It's so sensitive. There's no time to joke or you the a brain surgeon has to focus so hard on this desperately sensitive piece of our body that there doesn't leave a lot of room for social interaction. Yeah. That's why most of them are very socially awkward. She's not it's hilarious because the, she's I an remember anomaly. she's like an anomaly yeah. and she's also female which to me it's like a very male dominated profession true. within very medicine. True. And when I had my first angiogram with her they're like wheeling me into the room mm -hmm. and she's blasting Shania Twain. She feels like a woman. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm also Canadian. I was like, is she playing that because I'm Canadian? Right, right. Is, are you being rude? Yeah, or do you just like the music? She also loves llamas. She's got like llamas. I, I went into her office, you know, they invite you into like their actual office. Right. And she's like, normally I don't bring people here because the other neurosurgeons give me a hard time because they say it's messy and unprofessional. Because there's like stuffed llamas and a Hello Kitty in there. Right. And I was like, this is the best office ever. Look, there has to be. We have to get away from that. Look, don't be un don't be unprofessional. But yeah. if you have things that make you look and act like a human being, exactly. I need to know that the person that is every memory I have ever had and will ever have is involved here. I'm going to trust you with this. I have to kind of know that you're a person. Exactly. You know, you're not a robot. And she is. When I sat down and talked to her, and she said to me, "Like, what do you need from me?" Right. And I said, well, I think obviously physical therapy. And she's yeah. like, of course. And I mentioned, I think I need like therapy therapy. Yeah. And she was like, absolutely. I'm going to get you. Wow. Referrals to actual therapists that you Good. can talk to. Good. And look, th this is, a, this is a, a sign of maturity. This is a sign of adulthood to actually go talk to a therapist. Yeah. There's so much trauma involved with a brain injury. So much. You know, we need to be able to talk about this and we need to also normalize therapy. For everybody. Like, I'm For like, everybody. everyone should have a therapist. I tell everybody all the time, even if you're fine, go see a therapist. Yes. When your car is running fine, every X amount of miles, you still take it in. Exactly. It's fine, but you want to make sure that it's doing okay. It's the same thing with ourselves mentally. We have to like go in and every 100,000 mental miles, we need to go talk to somebody, make sure we're in the right path. Exactly. And so I've been really lucky to have a good experience with my neurosurgeon. My neurologist is right. great too. Good. And good. Like Both I, of mine, terrible to talk to. Amazing. See, are... Genius people, horrible to talk to. 
It's like that the worst. That makes me sad because I love, I'm excited to see my neurosurgeon. Like, I've told Dina several times. I was like, yeah, people in the neurofield are the worst. And she was like, get out of here. I was like, my experience, they're awful people to talk to. Very socially awkward. Very dismissive. Strange people. And she was like, nope, I'm going to change her mind. And my mind's been changed. Every neuro person here that I've spoken to, I was like, oh, you're like a regular people. Yeah. This is cool. I, I just had, and I, I want to say that it's just me. It's not. To be completely honest, the majority of the community have had issues with either regular doctors or their neurologist or their neurosurgeon. There's always some kind of issue, which is unfortunate. That's why I say, doctors, we need to work together. Yes. We have to. Like, we really have to, you know? Like, we're the experts. We really are. And I always say advocate for yourself. You if you to. end up in the emergency room and you know what's going on, you tell them, like, no, you need to call this doctor. Yeah, it, that, that's hard, too, because a lot of us, when we're in the ICU, we have brain injury. Yeah. My first month or two, I have no memory. Oh, wow. Like, at all. Like, I have fragments here and there. My first year, most of my stories are secondhand. It's it's weird because like my biggest deficit is like memory loss. It's weird because like I'll tell a story and then once I start thinking about the story, I'm like, do I remember that or am I just repeating what's been told to me so many times? It's re it's That's it's disturbing sometimes because the the reality is I don't think I remember these things. I think it's just secondhand information People. that I've turned into my story. Which people do that without brain injuries. Right. Where I've had my there's a hilarious story of my dad was in the Chicago airport and heard a cousin getting paged who lives in the cousin lives in Boston right and he hears that our cousin's name getting paged over the loudspeaker and you know it's this my dad's story years later my aunt's telling the story like it's her that it That's happened to hilarious I was like if you don't even have a brain injury <laughs> we don't think she does right right right, right. well ho hopefully she does not. <laughs> she does it, to my knowledge. <laughs> and it is Lindsay with an A. Yes, Lindsay with an A. I, I'm so thankful to, uh, that you're on the podcast. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being so open. Thank you for having, having this conversation. This of course, of course. This is awesome. Look, I, I sincerely, all I've ever wanted to do since my brain injury is help our community. Because yes. I know what it's like to feel isolated and alone. I don't want anybody to ever feel alone. I say it every single episode of my podcast, the neuro nerds, we're here to help. But I mean that, like I'm here to help anybody that ever needs to connect or talk. I'm here. We need to talk to each other. We have to do this. Yes. Like we have to, it's essential, you know? Yes. And I'm also really thankful that your mom's over here too. Oh yeah. My mom. You're your normie mom. My, my normie mom. She's been a nurse. Well, she's retired now, but she was a nurse for 50 years. 50 years. How can a clearly 26 year old woman be a nurse for 50 Sorry, years? I outed your age, mom. The math, <laughs> mom, the math does not make sense to me. It does not make sense. Lindsay, thank you so much for being amazing. I appreciate you. And I'm very thankful that you're here. Thank you for having me. Speedcasting over here with an actual superhero. In front of me in full superhero garb. Wonder Deb. What's up, Wonder Deb? Hey, I'm here in a full effect in yeah. the full I got the whole outfit on, got the cuffs, and I'm ready to she go. She does. She does. You know, we have pictures, and we're going to throw them up, and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, is that Wonder Woman? Nope. It's Wonder Deb. I do say, though, it's not the sexy version of Wonder Woman. It's the suburban mom version of Yeah, Woman. so it's not the sexy version. It's the sexiest version. Aww. There it is. There it is. Okay, the one thing that you don't have, you don't have the lasso of truth. I don't. So it's I'm, my, just, I'm it's, just gonna have to take your word for everything that you're saying. It's in my invisible plane. It's parked outside. That's true. I love that you remember the invisible plane. You, you gotta remember the invisible plane. Of course you do. You know, 
<clears throat> so Wonder Deb, how are you part of this amazing brain injury community? About 12 years ago, while on vacation in Adirondacks with my family, I had no idea I had this twisted, mangled malformation in my brain and literally was up packing our family to go home that morning and just got up and I felt like somebody hit me as hard as they could in the back of the head with a baseball bat. I stumbled. I rushed to the bathroom. I got violently ill. And somewhere in there, I guess I've been told, I called out to my husband, please help me. I think I'm dying. So I have no recall from that moment on, but I was airlifted to Burlington, Vermont, and where I found out that, what do you know, I actually suffered a brain hemorrhage or a brain bleed. And I was there for about 10 days. And literally, we went back to our state after my trauma subsided and sought help. And because our children were so small, four and six, I said, whatever is the most foolproof thing you have, just give it to me. Right. And that was brain surgery. So I had that, that little thing, that little thing. And you know what? I just went into it and I thought, just do it. Just do it. Right. And um, it was pretty miraculous. I came out of it pretty quickly and basically moonbeams and unicorns blew out of me after that. <laughs> it was a little too much even for me, but it's one of the most, it's one of the most beautiful things that has happened to me in my life. I wish for all survivors that it could be the same outcome, but I know for me it really changed the trajectory of my life because I just come from really negative people. And I kind of just came out of it like, you know what? Unicorns and rainbows are blowing out of me and I'm happy as can be. And during that recovery time, I really didn't know anything about what had happened to me. And just one night late on the internet, I found Taff. And they really saved my life. I mean, they really helped me and offered me a community and a lot of truth and answers and things. So. The most beautiful thing about TAF is that community aspect. It Absolutely. really is. Um, I, I love how you got away from that negativity. Yeah. Now, here, here's what's crazy. Yeah. Recovery, you go one of two ways, I think. Mm. You go positive or you go negative. Very true. Right? Very true. I chose to go positive. To me, there wasn't, it, it wasn't an opportunity. I didn't have... A choice. Yeah. Well, first off, I absolutely didn't have a choice. My significant other would not allow that to happen. Yeah. You know, she's half black, half Puerto Rican. I fear for my life constantly. <laughs> but really good food is all I'm going to say. That's all really So good. <laughs> so I, my entire life, I grew up super negative. Mm -hmm. I, I, I always joke I'm a recovering Catholic. So I was raised by a woman who was raised by the fear of God. So yeah. I was just, don't trouble anybody with your issues. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. You just pretend you're fine. You smile and you just shove everything down. Absolutely. Right. And I didn't want to live that way. Yeah. You know? Well, it's not that I didn't, I didn't know any other way to live. Correct. Yep. Yep. Correct. You just kind of went through it. So I, I did that. I hid every feeling I've ever had. I shoved it as far down as I could until it ended up venting out of my right basal ganglia. Yeah. So I had to shift the way that I, I lived. I evolved. Yeah. And I think you kind of did the same thing. Absolutely. And actually on a side note to that, I was having lunch. This is a few years ago. I was having lunch with a friend of mine and she, after talking about the story, et cetera, she said, you're so lucky that that happened to you. Right. And even I kind of paused like, well, I don't know if the word is lucky, but she said, well, look how you look at your attitude and your view of things now and how you came out. I said, well, that's a choice, right, right? right? That's a choice. And she said, I'm actually kind of jealous of you, which you never associate with, with a brain, a brain hemorrhage injury. or a right. brain injury. Yeah. You, you know what's beautiful about that? She's absolutely true. Absolutely. She's 100% uh, uh, right. 
this one over here, I'm pointing to Felice, guys. She told me when I was in the hospital, it's one of my very few memories. I have maybe five, maybe 10% recollection of my first few months. Right. She told me uh, early, early on that your stroke is a blessing. Yes. And I literally, without missing a beat, I was like, I don't think you know what a blessing means. (laughs) I had a hole in my head. I was like 30 pounds lighter. I was frail. I was weak. I I was like, this is not a blessing. It took me a bit. It took me some time yeah. to realize she was a hundred percent right. Well, you know, we're finished. We're more finished products now, but right. you're right. I remember when I first saw some neighbors coming back from the hospital they said, you look so great. And they meant that, you know, I was upright and I'm talking right. and I had lost a little weight because I was in the hospital. Right. And I said, you know, that brain hemorrhage diet, it's super expensive, but it really peels the pounds off. <laughs> it works every time. I love, so look, we are very similar. Because I made a lot of jokes like that. That's how you get through it. You do. It takes the power away from this really intense thing that happened to us. Absolutely. And that's, I was kind of, well, talking about past trauma from family, that's kind of how you deal with things too. That's what I did. Right. But it just. Make light of the situation. Yeah. And you, because you have to, I mean, you know. So it's either that or, you know, throw rocks at people from a clock tower. You can do both. No, don't do both. (laughs) Wait a minute. No. Definitely don't throw rocks at people from clock towers. No, I, I, I love you. You've evolved. Yes, you I've are, evolved. you're, you're Wonder Deb 2.0. Thank you. You're like a brand new version of yourself. Damn straight I am actually. Right? I will take it. Yes. You're, you're, you've become the best version of yourself. I'm still in process though. Come on. I think we all are, but I think your trajectory is going exactly where it's always meant to be. Yeah. And I, I feel that about myself. I, I think agree. I've, I've be, I'm becoming the person I was truly meant to be. I agree. That I never even thought was possible before this brain injury. I The know. brain injury that saved my life. Not Absolute, took anything from me. Yes. It gave me so much exactly more than it took. Exactly right. I agree. Now, have you always been a positive person? Um, outwardly. Despite the chaos? Outwardly. Okay. Yeah. I was always fun and, you know, high energy and the life of the party kind of thing, but then very dark moments. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very yeah. dark moments. And also didn't believe I couldn't be loved and I couldn't, mm. because it was, I came from a place of a lot of criticism and critique mm. and whatever. Right. But. Oh, um, so what you're saying is you came from an Asian household. Yes. Thank you. I'm aware. I am very aware. <laughs> it, it's the, that that's difficult because look, uh, we're here's the thing that I that's helped me. Our parents, our families, they did the best that they could. Yes, they, they did. didn't know they were destroying us. They did. <laughs> so I look at when I used to see my mom as like a superhero. Like yeah. she she's Superman. She doesn't get sick. Yeah, everything she says is What's right. Time for being sick. Oh yes, don't talk about the right. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to talk about every, that. So it, it, everything she's telling me these things because she's mom. And yeah, of course I'm not gonna fact check this stuff. Yeah, your mom. Of course you're right. Yeah, you know I hit a point in in recovery. My mom, she's just a regular person. She did yeah. the best that she could. Yeah. But she's a flawed human being. Yeah. You know, now I can't blame her for all of the things that happened to me. She did the best that she could. It's my job now as an adult Correct. to rectify the things that she really messed up Correct. on. So I, I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I'm understanding. Yeah. And if anything, I'm like more understanding to her because I only mentioned things. There's a picture. I love it. I'm a baby. And she's like smoking a cigarette. I was born in 77. Is she dropping ashes on your head? It seemed like it, right? <laughs> and so like I, I talked to her about that and she carries a lot of guilt. Oh. And almost the tears. I'm so, I didn't know. And I'm like, that's the point. You didn't, you know. didn't know. Exactly. I'm not saying this out of anger or yeah. upset. I was like, my, how would you have known? Correct. Were yeah. you doing research? Right. Did you have beakers? Right. Were you in a, no, you didn't do anything. Yeah. You were just doing the best that you could with the information yeah. you had. So I know there's better information now. Yeah. So I'm following that. And yeah. I'm like, I, I'm getting past all that trauma 
you know, and I'm growing right. and, and I'm, I'm choosing to be a better version of myself. And it only took a brain injury. I know exactly. That's all it was. Now, let me ask you a question. Why did it take that? Why did it take a life changing situation to change your life? Like, why did it take something that almost took you out to actually help you live? Like, why did it take that? You know what? I, I've never really thought about that. I don't mm -hmm. actually know. I don't know if it was a chemical thing a little bit. Right. I mean, that might be kind of an easy handoff. <laughs> I don't know. I just came out happier. Yeah. And it's almost just, like a, a weight was lifted. Correct. And I, and actually at the time I was a stay at home mom and I was going through this thing. My husband traveled all the time. And again, our kids were four and six. And I just thought in a way that my life sucked. Right. And I think a lot of people, it could be any circumstance, maybe not that, but we just put ourselves in that place where we don't see again, unfortunately, you know, either way, I'm not really religious per se, right. but for lack of a better word, we don't see the blessings that are actually around us right. or the goodness that's actually around us. And actually from where, you know, the place I came from, all I could zone in as the negative, what I would see as a negative. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what I honed in on. So I don't know. I, it just, I just came out that way. Yeah. I just came out of the hospital that way. And just, I, I, I don't know why either, but I'm thankful. As am like I. I really am. A lot yeah. of times I try not to question these yeah. things. I try to accept it. Yeah. You've seen my significant other. Yeah. I'm batting way out of my league. <laughs> I try not to question was it. Was that I laugh just... a little too quick? That was too quick. That was too quick. <laughs> that was the realest reaction not, ever. She's not out of your league, but I'm just saying she's pretty super fine. I'm just right. saying. Yeah. So I, I try not to question it. I just accept it. So why am I living more life in the past six years than I did in the 30 plus years prior? It was meant to be. I, I don't know why. It was meant to be. I just accept the fact that I, that I am. I'm happier yeah. than I've ever been. Absolutely. I'm more thankful than I've ever been. Yeah. And my trajectory is up. I'm actually looking forward to things, which I never did. I was in, I was in survival mode like my whole life. Yes, correct. Know? And now correct. I'm like, oh, wait, I can plan things out in the future? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, That's a wild concept. It's like, a, not a side note, but there was a moment, a distinct moment when I was in college. This has nothing to do with my hemorrhage or anything. Mm -hmm. But I remember arguing with my then serious boyfriend and he wanted to get married and all these things, whatever. And I remember saying the most hateful things to him. And I, in, in my family, it was kind of your protection. You had to be quickest, the right. fastest, the cut to the bone, you know? And I remember rising above myself and looking down, and this is a true story, thinking, stop it. Stop saying that. Stop saying those things to him. Just stop talking. Stop right. yelling. And I couldn't. No. I couldn't. It, it was so ingrained in you to react right. that way. And it was the moment that I decided I will be a giving and loving person. Oh. I will change the trajectory of my life. And I will love my husband and he will love me. And I will tell my children they're amazing. I will touch them. I will hug them. And it wasn't, please, I'm not a finished product. And it wasn't overnight. But I remember that distinctly. Just thinking, you, this, made, you this, made that choice. Yeah, this I don't is want to not be that good. person. You yeah. know, and and you're you're putting in the work. That's all you can do. Yeah. All, all we can do is the best that we can do. Be kind-hearted people. Right. As exactly. best you can be. Yeah. Unless somebody wants to be a dick, and then. And there's moments, please. Then you can unload. If, I always joke. If my husband was here, he'd be like, "Really, you're not Mother Teresa. You're not Mother Teresa." Do you remember the argument from two weeks ago about the shirt? Yeah, you're not Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should respond. And you're not the Pope. So yeah, we're exactly. now on even ground. Exactly. And we're good. If you had an opportunity to go back yeah. and tell younger you yeah. or somebody in the same position that you were in when your AVM ruptured, what would the what advice would you give that person? I want to tell you, I remember going to one of our early walks and there was a young girl. She was she came up to me, she was probably like 10 mm -hmm. or so. And her mom said, could she please take a picture of with you? Because I had the whole regalia on the Wonder Woman thing. Mm -hmm. And I found out she had just had her hemorrhage, like maybe six months before. 
And I looked in her eyes and I could see it. I could see the fear and the sadness and the just everything. And what I would say is what I said to her. I got really close to her and I looked her right in the eye and I said, it's going to get better. Every single day, it's going to get better. And you're going to get better and better and better. And you are a rock star for making it to this point. And I will just never forget that. And I said, I'm believing in you. And whatever you are now is going to be better than it was yesterday. And so don't give up. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I say those things to you right now. Yeah. I believe in you. And the version of you, this incredible like trajectory that you're on, I'm so looking forward to seeing you again at some point. Absolutely. And just seeing your growth from here. Are we going to cry now? Are we going to cry? I have held this back <laughs> this entire thing. Who's playing Kumbaya and who's, who's got the, who who's put, got the banjo or the ukulele? on? It's getting in my eyes. <laughs> I, I just think it, it's, it's so beautiful because we are very similar. We have a very similar energy and yeah, we have, we you know, our, our stories are, are, are really close, at least the way that we think yeah. and the way that we process stuff. You know, my mom can never hear this story. That's fine though. Cause you know, I'll I'm going to send it directly, I'm gonna send it directly to her. I hope that's okay. Okay. Um, what's funny is, you know, how, like you say, you react really big. And I'm yeah. assuming that came from your households. Yeah. I dated nothing but Asian girls for about like eight years. Ah, so I'm very you are familiar. well-versed. Very, very. Well-versed. I saw somebody attack somebody with like a feather and the person that was being attacked attacked with a bazooka. <laughs> like it, the what? escalation of oh the words gosh. that came out of their face did oh. not match. Yes. Y- a lot of laughed, Asian households oh, so don't tough. match energies. So tough, yeah. It's like, Asian oh, hey, here's this scale one negative thing. Oh, yeah, you're adopted. And then here's yes. this whole laundry That's list of I stuff said. that cuts to the core. Gotta be quicker, faster, better. That's not okay. No, it's not. Absolutely, it's not okay. So and I'm happy you're breaking that cycle. Yes. And that you're 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 changing that for, you're, you're leaving a different legacy. Yes. You and know, with your kids and, and moving forward. For the next 85 minute conversation, I'll share another story with you, but not right now, but that, but and, yeah. And I'm so proud of you for that because I know how hard that is. I yeah. know how hard these things that like they've I been I just ingrained. refused. Absolutely. Actually, honestly, I'm high, my whole life is high, high self-disclosure. Why not? Right. I remember when I went into therapy and I said, please help me change this. And we worked through some stuff and I just started crying because I said, you're telling me that I have to learn how to breathe differently. I don't, I breathe. I take it for granted. I just breathe because you know, I just breathe. I don't think about it. So all these knee jerk reactions I have and all these things I do and these, you know, the way I react, the way I speak, the way everything is a knee jerk reaction. And how am I supposed to learn how to breathe? How am I going to breathe? I tell people all the time after my brain injury, I fundamentally changed every aspect of my life. It's amazing. The way that I think, the yeah. way that I eat, the way that I function as a human being, everything. Now here's the it's thing. Amazing. It's not easy. Oh no. See, this is what I'm saying. We're, I'm not Mother Trace and it sounds like, oh, that's so lovely. That's actually, yeah. <laughs> if it's for me, I'm not here. Sounds like your phone. Oh, it's Super Debs. It's, oh. it's actually my Noxious mother. That's her their ringtone. That's why it's that ringtone. That's hilarious. Chinese fire drill lady. I'm so sorry. That's cool. Yeah, just yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. That's that's hilarious. That, you thought I was I'm not making shit up here. That's what that's so I know who it is because you know it's like loud and obnoxious and you can't deny it. And the panic came in. And the panic, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I thought but, I had but, but look, off. as anyway. your trajectory is just sky high. 
It, it, it really is. And you've put in the work. This is a choice, what you're doing. It's a choice. And you're choosing to... See, even now I can't hear you because that is ingrained in me and I can't yeah, hear yeah. you. You yeah, know you, what I mean? Hey, then you'll listen hard. to this over and over and over yeah. again. So you do. You put it all the way up too. Yeah. This is a choice that you're making. Yeah. It's not perfect. Yeah. It's not easy. No, it's not. All, but, but you're working on it. Here's yeah. the, the one thing, uh, I, uh, Felice's father, the greatest man I've ever known, he told me this. It, it stuck with me. You will never fail if you continue to try. Oh my gosh, yeah. Ever. That's pretty deep. So you're trying. Yeah. You, 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 may, you may screw up. You may yeah. go dark. You may have like a little, couple of hiccups along the way. Right. You'll never fail if you continue to try. Yeah. So continue to try. Very you true. Know? Just yeah. keep, keep on going. You got this. I believe in you. We are instant family now. We are you know instant that. family. I'm so thankful for uh, you, you, uh, you know, agreeing to be on the podcast. This uh, uh, speed casting. Speed casting. Thank you for being so open and honest. Yeah. I'd love to do a longer episode with you because I just think you have an amazing story. And we, we kind of vibe. Right? We do have a vibe. We, 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 we do. We, we do. I, I am incredibly thankful for you. I am so, I can curse now, right? There's no kids around. I am so fucking proud of you. <laughs> Sincerely, like, it, it, and it, it just means the world to me. Everything that you do for our community, and and I'm so thankful just ju- just for you. And I'm looking forward to uh, connecting further in the future. Oh, I don't even know what to say. I'm all choked up. Ditto. Same. Back at you, my love. Last interview of the day. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Intro. Outro done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I'm exhausted. I don't know if you guys know this or not. I have a brain injury. Did some travel. To thirteen, I was taking in energies of thirteen different people. That 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 was, you know what? I wouldn't cha- trade it for the world. I think it was a, a great experience, and I love each and every survivor I was able to connect with, and those who I just met in passing. You know, um, all the survivors. If anybody is out there listening and you weren't able to meet me, you can actually meet me. You can actually reach out to myself. You can reach out to my co-host. You can reach out to Dina because Dina is also amazing. But how would you do that, Joe? If you wanted to reach out to Dina or anybody at TAF, you can reach out to them at TAFonline.org or TAF underscore org on Instagram. If you wanted to attempt to reach out to my tiny, beautiful ass-kicking co-host, Lauren, you can at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can absolutely reach out to me at Joe Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us at the NeuroNerds everywhere. I believe there's nothing more important than survivors connecting with other survivors and sharing our stories. And this was just such a beautiful experience for myself. So if you're out there, connect with other survivors, reach out, share your story. It's so important for yourself, for others in the community and the world. And on that amazing speed casting note, this neuro nerd is out. listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the NeuroNerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.